Welcome to the Save Room, your safe haven for gaming news and discussion. My name is Kevin. And my name is Daniel. And this is episode 70 and 5. Ooh. We're getting Three up quarters there, of the way there to 100. You know what we're going to do at 100? What? End this podcast. <laughs> Finally, we're free of the fucking curse. We can do a fucking Viking funeral out on the Puget right. Sound. Either we shut this ship down, mm-hmm. or Me Undies gives us that sponsorship that I've been so desperately wanting. Mm-hmm. You know they have pumpkin undies, dude? Do they really? Dude! They're apparently the most comfortable thing that you can put on your genitals. Cock-o-lanterns. <laughs> That's a bad one. <laughs> I liked it, yeah. though. I liked it. Daniel, it is, as you've mentioned, mm-hmm. with the cock-o-lanterns, the spooky season. It is. It right? is, what, officially October 26th. Mm-hmm. We're Time five days out from Halloween. And, man, I feel, again, like last year, yeah. we haven't captured the fullest of the spirit alive. We haven't gone to a pumpkin patch. We haven't gone to a haunted house. All the things I've hyped up. We haven't done. Because there's something spookier than the season of witches, Mm -hmm. and that's seasonal depression. (laughs) (laughs) That was good. Yeah, nothing scarier than being seasonally depressed. Dude, I I went to work yesterday, (laughs) and I woke up, and I was like, what the fuck? Did I sleep in till 6 Mm p.m.? No, the sun decided to die. There was just gray fog outside. I looked outside, and was like, I remember this town. (laughs) The town from my dreams. Maria, are you out there? (laughs) Maria? Got a letter from my dead wife. It was bad, dude. It just, and it affects you. It does. Yeah. Like, you you want to act like that you can persevere, right? Mm-hmm. I feel like we talk about this every year, but you want to act like you can persevere. But it's the same thing when people say that, like, I could withstand a hurricane, I work out. It's like, no, 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 no. It's not the winds, mm-hmm. honey. <laughs> it's a stop sign flying through the fucking winds that's going to take your head off. Mm-hmm. And it's the same out here where it's like, dude, I... I'm low today. And yeah, the I don't gr- know why. The gray like seeps under your skin, and you yeah. just it permeates everything. I Gets in there, man. Gets it's kind in of a there. dour way to put it, but that's that's what it is. That's what it is. And it sucks too, because like this is my favorite time of the year, and I want to be stoked. Right. And like the leaves are changing. There's a good feeling in the air. There's Halloween shit everywhere, and I love it. But I'm still kind of just down, and I don't know why. You know? There's no sun. Yeah, there's no sun. Apparently, we need that. We're I, all we're all Superman in a way, right? I hear they have like really good um, sunlight. Superman lamps. relies on the sun. Yeah. I don't know if you just kind of. Yeah, I don't. Me I don't really one. care about you Superman. Kind of so like, anytime Superman, Superman happens, Superman. Well, he's gotcha. super bland. So, so you know, what just, the? F- <laughs> yeah, I don't. I don't like Superman as much. Yeah. as Spidey. No, no, he's he's the Spidey one, doesn't need the sun. He just needs webs. He just needs webs and, and a hot redhead. I was gonna say good old MJ. <laughs> I think that's what's missing from this yeah. this month. I so a hot I like being, to bring us the fire. In our I like lives. being yeah. coupled up this time of the year because I like doing cute mm. like coupley things, Halloween things, couples costumes, doing that shit together. I Shack. think it's up to us to do yeah. a couples costume, man. I'm yeah. sorry, Mario and Luigi. Mario and Luigi, <laughs> man. <laughs> Actually, we're going to a Halloween party uh, next week. You were still doing that, gotcha. Yeah, so yeah. November first, we got to think of some sort of cheap, quick costume. Cheap, quick costume. Yeah. Um, two boys that aren't depressed. <laughs> Just smile a lot. <laughs> You'll be fine. We could be like casual video yeah. game characters. Like, oh yeah, I'm, I'm casual. I don't know. Pick a, pick a guy. Fuck. Pick a fucking guy from a Casu- video. Casual, I'm casual Duke Nukem. <laughs> yeah, I'm casual. Uh, Marine guy from from Doom. Right. What's right. his name? Doom guy. I could be a shy guy. I'm that all year. Ah, oh, yeah, yeah. I do want to note the skeleton in the room. We got our third co-host here. Hello, Steve. Steve, the skeleton who we've been pranking each other with all month. We've been hiding Steve yeah. uh, across the apartment it's been pretty uh, great. over multiple days <laughs> across this month. Uh, in the tub, in the closet, underneath the bed sheets. In the dryer. In the dryer. So far, not in each other's cars, but we're getting there. I really want to get yeah. to that point, but there's no way. Ah, oh, man. 
I could do it. We have a few days left. I thought about it. I yeah. thought about putting them in, like, in your transmission. I'm just like, that's how we lose Steve. <laughs> you just take out my entire <laughs> transmission and put a skeleton like, in what it. kind of prank is that? We're just like, Steve is on the highway and you get pulled over. <laughs> I mean, you know where my keys are. You can make it happen. I do. I could make anything happen with um, your keys. In the spirit of Halloween, though, we've yep. done some cool things. We did an episode last week. It was the Cinema Showdown. Silent the Hill Cinema versus Showdown. Resident Evil. It's up. Check it out. 2002 versus 2006 yeah both are great times to have been alive yeah tell you what. Uh, the year that i went into high school and then the year that i left right it was mila versus sean bean <laughs> you know what i'm really upset about i what? listened to that episode and we re- reference sean bean's b plot mm-hmm. and we should have called it his bean plot oh the sean bean oh, plot oh the sean bean plot and yeah. i guess in hindsight i'm kind of sad we didn't do more arnold outtakes but you know you'll have to listen to the episode to get that. you really do Ar- yeah. <laughs> arnold and silent hill <laughs> so fucking funny what? who is maria do you know mary <laughs> what is with these mannequins every door is locked i do not know what to do <laughs> pyramid head i will fight you <laughs> so bad but daniel hmm. we got to talk about these video games we do. right we got to dive do. into this video game situation mm. let me take off my jacket yeah it's gonna be a little so, hot let's take off our yeah. fucking jackets yeah, yeah 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 there's a lot of video gameage mm-hmm. going on and whatnot so we're gonna tell you right up front who mm. the fuck we are because we are for the gamers by the gamers cursed by the gamers okay we are the save room uh-huh mm-hmm. yeah agree with me and <laughs> we are <laughs> the cursed room we are the only gaming podcast that is crossplay. Go ahead. Honestly, try it. Turn mm-hmm. on Kind of Funny and turn us on. It works. It does. It's dissonant and annoying, but it works. Let me tell you what. I mean, Greg Miller overpowers us at every turn. He overpowers very many. Yeah. Apparently, he's eight feet tall. Crazy, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow, holy shit. Yeah, that's true. That's true. He's he, taller than Yao Ming. He's, he's got lesser uh, E-boys hanging off of him, too. Mm-hmm. Kind of like a like a big old whale. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't know where this went. But you can find us at SoundCloud.com slash The Save Room Show, or find us on Spotify, iTunes, stitcher google fucking play or rss fees across the universe and this month you can even find us on an old haunted phonograph in your <laughs> grandparents basement <laughs> what it's like the conjuring yeah you just hear us joke like todd howard said this this week and you're like oh it won't God. shut up about crossplay. <laughs> <laughs> who's sean Layden? cameras rise up what the fuck was that <laughs> what the f- gamer what the fuck <laughs> Uh, Daniel, if they wanted to find us streaming, Mm -hmm. I want to know specifically where they could find you. They could find me over in my lair at twitch.tv slash Dungeons and Daniels. Wow. Uh, You thinking about shortening that one? Nope. Not anymore. Because I was thinking about some names for you. Um, I I always say I like D&D TV. I think it's really catchy. Gotcha. Uh, Twitch.tv slash um, Depressed Dan. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Twitch.tv slash D'Angelo. Okay. My favorite name for you. I think that one already probably exists. I convinced somebody that your name actually is D'Angelo, mm-hmm. that, that it's Daniel short for D'Angelo. Who'd you convince that? Like a coworker? I think a coworker. Okay. Yeah. Your coworkers are so fucking gullible. Wait, my coworkers? Yeah. They're, I thought so, you've got one of yours. they're just so stupid. Hey, <laughs> hey now. Hey now. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Yeah. I know some of them listen to this. <laughs> Being up at three in the morning and, and consuming consuming a lot of coffee does horrors to i love brain. them i i love every single one of them that remembers my name mm-hmm. uh the rest of them no <laughs> not at all <laughs> hi what was ya who are you yeah. i want to say ryan <laughs> no my my manager i told her that you keep a bottle of bedside sriracha and she was kind of keeping that in the pockets was she yeah, yeah. She, she sprung that shit <laughs> on me <laughs> 
<laughs> I think she asked me. She's like, so what's the purpose of it? I'm mm-hmm. like, you never know when you need it hot in the bedroom. <laughs> I, a lot of my coworkers, too, they ask me, like, yeah. hey, is that your roommate? And I think the other question on their mind is, is that your lover? Is that your like, boyfriend? I think they're trying to, like, get at that. But then when they find out that, like, I'm into women, they're like, okay, yeah, they're not lovers. Yeah. Maybe yes, they tried it everybody, once. I, I am, <laughs> there's no one who is closer to me that I haven't been inside of. In mm-hmm. fact, I've been inside of people that I am not closer with <laughs> True. than Daniel. I had to admit last week on twitter of all places i don't like to admit anything on twitter because i don't like using social media but i had to tell the you people got a private account man that that kevin is is my best guy friend these days and it was i feel like it was dragged out of me but it felt natural that who time. dragged this out of you you act like you uh, added me you act like luigi fucking came at you with his his with suck the, machine and just got the ghoul the poltergust yeah the polter the, the polter friendship <laughs> yeah he sucked it right out of my anus and i couldn't fucking grab on anything i was, was fucking flannel i'm not even like even done with this yeah, beer. this podcast this is already a fucking train wreck like every single podcast um, we this has gone off the rails that doesn't but sound anyway right. back to my twitch channel where you could fucking... gamers rise up <laughs> <laughs> where i actually haven't been streaming lately i don't know why not what's wrong with you why um i had an opportunity to on tuesday i just like didn't have anything i wanted to play i wasn't gonna stream more borderlands because i just didn't feel like it i downloaded oxen free which i kind of wanted to save for a stream because i thought it'd be cool to play for the first time on uh, stream dude that's such a good game and then i just didn't instead i think i watched like hereditary for the first time so that was cool and you loved it i mean we can have a whole separate podcast about how i feel about ari oster and his films huh? I think his name is ari oster yeah. what is that what else has he directed uh that and midsummer which i like no. midsummer significantly more no i don't yeah. i don't care yeah you haven't seen either i don't yeah exactly yeah. <laughs> i can't they're really bent on like just building hard tension and like the shock moments are like whoa like way too startling okay yeah I mean, I'll there's trust you. there's foreshadowing that builds into it, but half the time you can't even foresee what what he's gonna give you, mm-hmm. and it's it's kind of grotesque. I don't know. His films are his films are gripping. Maybe could stand to be maybe twenty minutes shorter, but I watched both Happy Death Days. Yeah, I watched the first one and I, I liked it. I wouldn't call them highbrow horror, mm-hmm. but they were fun. They're fun. They're unfortunately PG thirteen though. Yeah, I think they would be a bit more enjoyable if they like just notched up a little bit. Right, but the lead chick. Oh my god! And not Blake Lively, who well, y- I've been convinced about this Blake Lively. She looks just like Blake Lively. No, uh, okay, maybe. Yeah. yeah, I guess so. They're both blonde and fine, yeah. but you know, it's it's different. But I love that the first one is just like kind of like Groundhog Day with horror, and part two is like this sci-fi yeah. adventure. Well, part two was like let's explain what happened in the first one, right? Because it takes place on like a college campus, and they get into like this weird like quantum time travel shit. It's fucking buck yeah, wild. It's cool, actually. <laughs> I can't even imagine what part three is going to be. They already announced it. Like, yeah, we're going to okay. do a part three for this, and I'm like. I am down like a clown. And I think it's cool that they take yeah. place like a day apart. They do. Because they really address like everything that Actually, happens. Actually, it goes back to the same day. Yeah. That's the fucker, uh, okay. the, the fucker of it, right? Yeah. <laughs> they go back to the same day that she was stuck in and she mm-hmm. goes nuts. Yeah. She, such a great performance. I don't know why we don't see this, this, uh, don't even know her name. That's probably part of the problem. Mm. Uh, I don't know why we don't see her in more films. Up and comer. Up and comer. Yeah. Up but that's what I've been doing instead of streaming, just watching horror just movies. Just watching horror movies. Um, hey, listen, it's a spooky season. Yeah. I've tried to play uh, some spooky games as well. In fact, I've been streaming spooky games at twitch.tv slash the red herb. You don't get to intro yourself. Yeah, fuck you. I but get I guess to. You, you pulled the rug out from you. Under me. You just, it, I, you introed yourself earlier. Okay, okay. That is a true <laughs> that's fair, fact. That's fair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Rewind the tape. <laughs> well, hi, everybody. I'm Daniel in Dungeons. 
<laughs> you remember? Yeah. yeah. That was you. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> so I've been playing stuff like, uh, so I, I downloaded or whatever PS Now mm-hmm. uh, because there was a collection of like PS3 titles on there, including a few horror games, mm-hmm. including the Silent Hill HD collection, which includes two and three. Mm-hmm. I won't delve too deep into it. Um, just that I, I, I am aligned with you in that it was a good game. Mm-hmm fucking 19 years ago when yeah. it came out silent hill 2 silent hill 2 that's one that i focused on actually both of them to an mm-hmm. extent the controls are intolerable yeah. right people fucking come at resident evil for the tank controls but they're a lot cleaner than what silent mm-hmm. hill does because it gives you like control of the camera and that shit's going buck wild mm-hmm. the entire time you're playing it's like looking thrown behind you yeah. every fucking room you enter you know something's in front of you and the camera's just like do you want to see it nah you want to see fucking james looking sad yeah i think if there were like harder fixed perspectives mm-hmm. it would have worked a bit better for yeah, it yeah but... for sure but i you know i tried to play some spooky stuff and mm-hmm. then um i ended up going going i you I went, went down, down like the this, roost. You went down this fucking rabbit hole. With went PS down now. A, yeah, I went down a rabbit hole with PS Now, playing a few a few things like so, fucking vampire out of nowhere. Let nice. me ask you, do you think it? I, so I fucked with it a year ago yeah. when I was checking out Red Dead before Red Dead Redemption Two came out. Sure. Do you think it's worth your dollar? Do you think you'd revisit it? Because I know you you got the trial and it auto renewed on you. I think if I was a much more casual gamer, it would seem like a big value because you can download a bunch of PS4 mm-hmm. games on there, and there you're not struggling with like stream quality because mm-hmm. that's the problem with all the PS3 games they're blurry yeah blurry versions of your favorite games from an era ago right but a lot of the games on there already have right Mm -hmm. i have god of war you know like Mm -hmm. i have all these titles that are supposed to be like the linchpin uh you know uh sales pitch for ps now and just like i'm like whatever well i know at this point they have the price like it used to be like a 100 bucks for a year and i think they dropped like 50 bucks a year now to make it like more attractive probably to like combat like xbox with games pass it doesn't sound as cool as what xbox is doing with game pass because game pass has like day and date releases like ps now has not managed to do the fucking borderlands 3 came out day and date on there uh outer worlds came out out and that's so cool so gears five man so like xbox has a better value proposition than what ps now is doing they need to fucking get their get wax out of their Mm -hmm. ears and get their heads out of the sand and figure out like we need to do that right Mm -hmm. if we have it like a big exclusive like death stranding that's how you're gonna sell me fucking ps now right that would have been made made it worth it if if it's like 20 bucks a month if you told me that hey just download all of death stranding from ps now Mm -hmm. you're good to go but right now they're fucking up like, PS Now is not even on the fucking radar. Apparently, mm-hmm. a lot of people subscribe to it. I remember we had, we saw some surprising metrics, like, mm-hmm. a while back, but nah, nah, nah. No, we actually saw that it was selling more than Games Pass, surprisingly. I, I don't know if that's true these days. Yeah, anymore, probably right? not now. Because Games Pass shored the fuck up. But yeah, that, that was a little interesting country. But I went home to roost anyway. Resident Evil 2 Remake. Went mm-hmm. back, played it. I remember streaming it this week, and somebody jumped in the chat and was just like, God damn, look at these pro strats. And I'm just like, what? This is how I play the game. Like, yeah. they, they see me fucking, like, shooting zombies in the legs and then just, like, swiping the death with mm-hmm. a knife. And I was like, I've been doing this since RE4, son. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, this is my strat. Like, if you wanted to, you could do a knife-only run. I lost my knife. <laughs> oh, yeah. I, I think I was paying attention. You get an unlimited off. knife, and, like, Mr. X shows up, and, like, it's a, it's in the basement mm-hmm. where all the zombies come out of their fucking prison cells. Mm-hmm. And one of them grabbed me, and I had the knife equipped instead of a fucking, like, flash grenade uh. or something like that. And so it automatically stuck it in there. You can't... I checked. You can't even go back to that area afterward. Because you can retrieve the knife off of zombies that are on the ground still. You can, but... Y- it locked my knife ah, in that area. Fucked. It was the most depressing thing. Resident Evil 2 teaches you about loss. That's why it's an important game, Daniel. Tell me about a lot of things. Can you believe that that came out this year? Came out this year. That's fucking and like... I've, I've, play, I've played it through like more than like 15 times, Yeah. right? 
I fucking love that game. It's so good. I was playing it, and I was just like, oh, I forgot. I fucking love this game. <laughs> yeah, I was game. watching you play it, and I was like, I kind of want to spool it up. I kind of but... want to spool it up, right? Right. It's it's one of them mm-hmm. games, dude. It's one of them games. So, yeah, I saw you streaming a bit of that last night, and then you capped off. You did a second part of your stream. You were playing The Outer Worlds. I capped was... off The Outer Worlds because I was just like, you know what? Uh, I just kind of want to play it. I just got a new game, and yeah. like I kind of went... I, I wanted to finish up RE2 because I did like halfway earlier in the week and mm-hmm. I was like, ah, I want to oh, finish it. Oh, did you finish up. it? No. Okay. No, I got I got that uh, new game FOMO, you know? Mm. I was like, ah, I got a new game here. I, I feel wanna, that. I want to talk to you a little bit just for a second before we moved on into our news and all that. Mm-hmm. How fucking hard it was to obtain a copy of The Outer Worlds. Yeah. We're going to go hard into like our conversation about it at the back end because I think it's probably going to be like what we framed the episode on. But goddamn, like a physical copy. I personally went to four different locations, oh my God, uh, and it was yeah. it was around like eight o'clock. So like, yeah, it's a little more reasonable that stores might have been out of stock that late in the day. But I went to like Fred Meyer. I went to Walmart first actually because they they had it on sale for like fifty bucks. They didn't have it at Walmart. No, no, not at all. Like it even listed it as like in stock on their website, and then when I showed up, like the the clerk was like yeah sometimes it's listed but it's wrong and i'm like well what the fuck oh that's a cool they mismatch like, they had fucking twenty thousand copies of call of duty modern warfare whatever oh my god moderner yeah. warfare moderner yeah yeah <laughs> and i totally forgot that game came out by the way yeah. and i was just like you know what i can sleep on it right i can wait yeah. for a little while maybe there'd be a sale toward black friday mm-hmm. and i'd be like ah let me pick this up i did the same with black ops 4 i was mm-hmm. just like i don't need to get this day date i don't know if that's like personal growth on mm-hmm. my end because i think you, it is actually you, you remember me i, I I fucking got a Call of Duty mm-hmm. the midnight of, right? For years. And then the difference is that happened for 16 years. <laughs> <laughs> and I just got kind of yeah. tired of it, right? So but I hear the campaign's actually really fucking good. And, you know, multiplayer is what it's always been. Sure, so. sure. I mean, it, I'm it can sure be it's good. On. But, like, Outer Worlds is a more interesting game. I mm-hmm. had the same problem. I actually pre-ordered off of Amazon. I pre-fucking ordered. Mm-hmm. That means, hey, here's my interest and yeah. here's my full Put money. Put this in your stock. Please deliver it day and date for mm-hmm. me, right? Because that's what they do for games. Mm-hmm. And I noticed, like, I looked at my app on, like, Friday, and it was like, oh, yeah, uh, we'll update this space with a delivery date. I'm like, what What the fuck? What do you mean a de- delivery? Today's the delivery mm-hmm. date. I fucking got on the chat and I was like, hey, what's uh, happening? Like, there's no information here. And they're like, oh, well, uh, the fulfillment center near you ran out. And I'm like, what the fuck happened here? We need to fucking march our asses down to Kent. Like, <laughs> flip it, that fulfillment center upside down. I think it's just a sign of the times, though, right? Mm-hmm. It's just like... I would consider this for for gamers that are in the know, right? Mm-hmm. This is still a pretty big game coming out, right? Obsidian's uh, making yeah. it. They made. They have a lot of goodwill with uh, Kotor two mm-hmm. and fucking uh, New Vegas back in the day. Especially like with the void that like Bethesda's put out with their own Fallout titles. Like we've been craving an RPG like this, right? And I feel like there was a lot of hype for. And it. we can't find it. Like at retail, mm-hmm. like that's that just tells me it's just like yeah, retail's gonna go away very easily. Situations mm-hmm. are gonna be like that, and it's exactly gonna drive customers to what I did, which was cancel my fucking order from Amazon mm-hmm. and just download it straight on my PS4. I hate that I had to do that because like I like yeah. physical copies, and like the cover art for that game is me gorgeous. Too. Like it looks really cool. Uh, they put a lot of thought and effort into it. It's got totally this nice agree. glaze on it, and I was like, I guess I'll just download it because like I, I'm shocked actually. I didn't think I'd pick it up first day. But I heard a lot of the reviews. It seemed like something I wanted to get into. I'm not really always like super keen on RPGs, but I was like, fuck it. This game looks cool. Mm-hmm. It looks some- like something different. Yeah, it's the Fallout in space, but like maybe that's what I'm looking for, you know? And I don't know. I was also kind of like, I was afraid of the FOMO, you know? What's that? I was afraid of the FOMO. Afraid I hate the FOMO, missing huh? out. Uh, I think I told you before, I'm uh, 
You're these, FOMOsexual. These days, I, I categorize yeah. myself as FOMOsexual. He's like, FOMOsexual. Like, a, lot, a, lot, a lot of kids out there are tweeting about their favorite mm-hmm. games. Oh, I got this new fucking time. And Daniel's just, yeah. just there lurking. It makes me sad. But like when I'm in on it with everybody else, part of that zeitgeist. He's in. It's about. I'm horny. It's about. It's about the conversation. Yeah. It's about, it's about those water cooler moments. I'm gonna be talking to my Starbucks buds about Outer Worlds, and I'm like, "What the fuck are you talking about?" Listen, man, we also got this gaming podcast where we're making that buku buck. Yeah. Right. That buku buck. Yeah. Support us on Patreon. Oh wait. Oh uh um, support us that's not gonna just listen to us well don't worry about it but yeah we got it i just wanted to point that out it's Mm -hmm. just like damn it hmm, it's gonna get harder and harder to find games at retail especially when inevitably gamestop goes the fuck out Mm -hmm. of business and we have to rely on on honestly retail shops that don't care about video games like that like walmart doesn't give a shit about stocking games in fact they tried to rip them all away Mm -hmm. at one point because of a controversy so in target come on man Come I feel on. like, well, Come around on. here, Walmart and, like, Fred Meyer are the two, like, weird retailers that have a lot of games in stock. Yeah. Fred which Meyer is, is weird about that, yeah. Which is why I was surprised I couldn't find it at either. Fred Meyer had it, but they had it for, like, Xbox One, and I'm like, I don't own an Xbox, but uh, cool that you have it at least, you know? Neat, I guess? I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. But the sign of the times. Sign mm-hmm. of the times. Daniel? What's up? I think it's time for us to get into this news. It is. But real quick, because oh, I wanted to plug somebody else's efforts. Extra Life is coming up. Next mm-hmm. month, actually. Extra Life is coming up in November. If you guys don't know, it's a big like fundraising effort for the gamers. Basically, if you don't know, Extra Life is a fundraising event, the proceeds of which go to branches of Children's Miracle Hospitals. Uh, 100% of all donations go directly to those hospitals. And uh, Extra Life is this effort that was started in 2008 uh, in honor of Victoria Enman, who died of acute lymphoblastic leukemia. Um, so it's a cool little organization and charity thing that's been going on. Big companies, Rooster Teeth, kind of funny. Um, what's another one? G- Giant Bomb. They'll basically do all day streams and basically all the efforts and donations will go back to these hospitals and they'll basically raise money for, you know, a good cause. And I think that's really awesome. Um, we have a friend of ours. His name's Trevor. He does the coconut record no sorry coconut record <laughs> sorry coconut uh, arcade yeah sorry a good friend of ours trevor he has a stream and podcast called coconut arcade every year they do a stream go check them out over at twitch.tv slash coconut arcade i think they're doing like a 36 hour stream which is fucking crazy yeah and i think their goal is three thousand. so right on they do it every year the proceeds go to seattle children's hospital so help them out show them some love for those big beautiful children as yeah <laughs> big, beautiful kids. Um, big beautiful kids out there give them the good old support yeah. right? i would love to do it i don't know if our schedules like match up for it oh um, almost never it is it is on a almost saturday never. though but yeah well we can see we can, we can see we'll, yeah, we'll, we'll figure we it out we can move some things around there but yeah i already donated the coconut yeah. arcade shout out to you go mm-hmm. uh go support him yeah. he always does it it's like the third fourth year that he's done this he's, yeah he's done this forever i, I didn't think it's cool like he's local and you know he had found a organization and hospital close to him that you know he wanted to give to so kudos to that well good on you man yeah Good on him. Good on us all. Good on us all. All right, let's get into that filth nasty. All right, I got some quick hits on here for mm-hmm. you. Speaking of uh, things that are coming up in November, we got BlizzCon oh. coming up November 1st. That's and still happening? That mm, <laughs> It's still happening, Daniel. And apparently, we've got some leaks abound, all right? Uh, a German advertisement for the upcoming Art of Diablo book stated that the book is going to encompass Diablo 1 through 4. Oh. <laughs> Oopsies! Oopsies. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> to cooperate this... A Twitch streamer named Metro. How do you just get Metro? Mm-hmm. Right? Like, like not Metro 49. Or Metro like underscore. Metro. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Uh, the Twitch streamer apparently says that we're not only getting Diablo 4, but a remaster of Diablo 2. Yo. Yo, the gamers. Diablo 2 is like my favorite. The gamers are going to get up wow. in arms about that one. Okay. Let me tell you what, they're going to be real, real, real happy there. Now, previously, what, what, again, why are we taking any, the word of a streamer whatsoever? Well, mm-hmm. it's because previously he was correct about the reveal of Ash for Overwatch, and he claims that his source is a Blizz dev. Hmm. Goodness gracious. Now, Metro had some more words out there Metro. for us. Metro. The Uber leaker. The Uber leaker. The Uber leaker himself also said that, uh, well, he tweeted more specifically that mm-hmm. Overwatch 2 will be shown and will feature both PvE and PvP, which is something that we've been hearing for a while in the game, mm-hmm. as well as a new character leveling system that changes abilities. Interesting. It's kind mm-hmm. of like RPG-like. Very RPG-like. So mm-hmm. I wonder how that's going to play, like kind of like across, like, uh, I guess whatever this campaign's gonna be, yeah, as well as competitive. Or... Well, I feel like uh, I might be wrong here. What do you feel like? To keep the balancing, maybe the PvP aspects will be very much like it's been in the core Overwatch experience, like we get now, and then maybe mm. the PvE thing will be like, okay, here's a more granular leveling system where you can kind of fine tune. Because like, I feel like there would be balancing issues otherwise. Perhaps I think that's the toughest thing about like trying to introduce like you know uh, unlocks and rewards mm-hmm. as you go along that like changes the gameplay. I think mk11 try had some sort of solution to that because you did get like uh move sets that change mm. essentially that you can customize in the character and i think in some competitive play that's not allowed but well, how do they do it in like the call of duty pro scene because like mm. you definitely get like guns that are like more advantageous and like perks uh i i think it's one of those things where like they they look at if there's any kind of gun or anything that feels unbalanced or Mm -hmm. like you know the community says like this is not like a fair thing they use it gets banned from tournament play okay to be honest that's usually how i've seen it across other games i I don't know specifically call of duty because again there's like seventeen thousand call of duties Mm -hmm. so it's hard to tell (laughs) which situations how they handled Mm -hmm. what but yeah i mean it's interesting to see how that'd be like played out right mm-hmm. but it's it's cool that there's gonna be a pve element that's gonna draw in fans that are just like i'm not down like i like overwatch mm-hmm. i like how it looks i like the characters but i'm not down with fucking getting spanked online mm-hmm. in like you know roll queue left and right how'd that go for you the oh other night? man i so i love the idea of roll queue initially i thought it was kind of like a good little placement system to have there you know two people pick tanks two people pick support two people pick dps cool it's super balanced but uh, I decided to play the other day because they have a Halloween terror event going on like they do every October. And God, it took forever to queue for a match. Let me really? tell you what. Uh-huh. Yeah, and I didn't realize that they had standardized roll queue across both quick play and competitive. So it's like you get stuck having to wait for the Ooh, longest Ooh, I didn't know it uh, extended the quick play. Yeah. I yeah. thought it didn't. Well, I, maybe like the previous season for comp and everything was like a beta test. And then like with this next one, they're like, no, it's going to be the standard going oh, forward, okay. which kind of sucks. In the least, they usually give you a wait time per class. Like, okay, if you pick like tank, they're like, okay, it's going to be less than two minutes for queue time or like DPS less than four. I waited like 10 minutes for a match. Interesting. It's almost like there's less players yeah. in the game, Daniel. It's a different climate right now, too. A different climate? Yeah. Uh, is it just because it's an older game, Daniel? Well, you know, you got your fucking Fortnite season two is happening. Oh yeah, they disappeared yeah. the whole. They slept the game, and then yeah. all the twelve-year-olds got very upset. Actually, sidebar on that, I think that's yeah. the most brilliant marketing strategy I've ever seen a fucking yeah. company do. Like, and it's the lamest thing ever if another company tries to copy that yeah. shit for their battle royale. I think it, I don't know. Like, keep that in mind. That's fucking lame if they copy exactly what Fortnite did. I don't know. Epic's doing it right with Fortnite, and uh-huh. like, how to get people talking about it? Oh fuck! Like, it was all over the news. 
okay. Like, all right, oh, kids are screaming, oh, they took away my Fortnite, and then they yeah. relaunch it with fucking, uh, what is it, chapter two, part two? Fortnite oh, savvy as fuck. Any other yeah. game would have just, like, shut the servers down for a night. Fucking Fortnite knew how to capitalize on that stuff yeah. and make it an event. It's yeah, brilliant. That's, that's but no, pretty smart. So I don't think it was Fortnite 2 that did it. Uh, I no. think it's the shit that's going on with Blizzard and Hong Kong still. Funny you should mention, because more <laughs> importantly than fucking leaks about their games, mm. Blizzard is still trying to stifle free speech related to Hong Kong. Jeff, oh, come goodness. On, come on, Jeff. I don't even know what Jeff feels right now. <laughs> <laughs> During the Masters Tour, which features competitive Hearthstone play, users were doled out 24 hour bans for spamming pro Hong Kong statements in the chat. A Blizzard spokesperson told The Verge that an automated system reacted to the spamming itself <laughs> and not the content of the spam. Sure. That's convenient, Blizzard. The same excuse could not be used for three college students from American University who held up a free Hong Kong sign during an official competition stream. These three 19-year-old heroes, who I will absolutely name for their courage, Casey Chambers, Corin Dark, and a player called T-Jammer, <laughs> were given a six-month ban from competitive play. Chambers told Vice, quote, We knew exactly what we were doing. No regrets. End hmm. quote. Oh, my, first of all, my hat is off to you. The save room fucking salutes you, yeah. Mr. Chambers, and the three and, players. All and dark and Jammer. T <laughs> dark and Jammer. <laughs> Mr. T-Jammer. <laughs> I mean, I think they wanted, at first they didn't get a response from Blizzard, and mm -hmm. then I think like the next day they got their uh, punishment, right? And I think they were trying to test the waters and see like, hey, are you going to be fair and equal about how you're doling out punishments over this situation? Because mm -hmm. if they didn't respond to us, that would have been fucked up, right? Yeah. Like it would have been fucked up that you just crushed this guy, uh, uh, Blitzchung, mm -hmm. and not them. So, okay. Well, at least they're equally bad across yeah. the board <laughs> internationally and nationally they're like hey we're gonna give you the ban hammer yeah. regardless six yeah. months it oh man it just seems like they're just doubling down on it like they walk down a road with what they did with blitz tongue and they're like we got to keep doing it uh-huh because if we walk back on this now like it's gonna look bad one way or the other also, I didn't write it, but uh, Blizzard canceled a release party event at the official Nintendo store in New York for Overwatch mm -hmm. on the Switch. It was all planned, and then just right before, they are like, uh, we're not doing it. Yeah, I think like <laughs> Nintendo tweeted like, hey, so this isn't going on, it's not our fault. Yep. <laughs> Basically, yep. like, fucking threw Blizzard onto the bus for it, and like, rightfully so. Like, you know, they put a lot of marketing into it, it was this whole hype event, and because uh -huh. of what they're doing, and all, like all the fuck-ups they're walking with right now, like, it messed up the whole event. I would love to know the sales for Overwatch and the Switch. Um, I imagine they're going to be as mum about it as Xbox is, or as Microsoft is about Xbox. Sales. Nah, that's fair. So, that's you know, fair. we're not going to hear Different that one. Reasons. Different reasons, obviously, yeah. <laughs> well, at its core, the same reason. These companies are losing. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so I don't know. Um, mm -hmm. I think that's definitely something that's going to surround BlizzCon. Mm -hmm. When it happens, it'd be interesting to see what happens. As I've said on the previous episode where we covered this topic, mm -hmm. uh, there's going to be a protest there. And Blizzard would be very, very smart to ensure that that goes off without a hitch and that they don't try to basically quell that in any name or way or fashion as possible, right? It's escalated so much that, like, legislators and lawmakers have gotten involved on it. Ah, like, yes, I, indeed. Like, I don't know enough about it to, like, talk about it in full. AOC got on yeah, there. AOC, when uh -huh. AOC is involved in shaming, uh, you know, Mark Zuckerberg and companies, you know something's fucked up. God, she's a hero. She's, she's a hero. Yeah. She's like a, a femdom hero, as I've been hearing. 
Uh, what? Yeah. A femdom hero? It's a whole thing. I don't need to get into it right yeah, now. Yeah, you don't. Um, but I'm going to just quickly read here. It's from fucking thehill.com. I don't know if they're a reliable source, but they got the info. Um, a bipartisan group of lawmakers on Friday sent two letters to tech giants over accusations that they were censoring pro-democracy protesters in Hong Kong to protect business interests in China. Members of the House and Senate penned both Apple and Activision Blizzard over actions they said suppressed, quote, criticism of the Chinese government in hopes of gaining higher profits. In a separate letter to Activision Blizzard CEO Bobby Kotek, who we haven't talked about in quite some time. Mm, Mr. Kotek. Lawmakers wrote, quote, as China amplifies its campaign of intimidation, you and your company must decide whether to look beyond the bottom line and promote American values like freedom of speech and thought or to give in to Beijing's demands in order to preserve market access. We urge you in the strongest terms to reconsider your decision with respect to Mr. Chung. Like, holy shit. You know you're Uh fucking up when, like, legislators are stepping in oh for fucking sure yeah. right because this is a different thing i think i i met I, I mentioned this before like in 1991 we were talking about like hey we, we need to make sure that these fucking like mortal combat fatalities uh, aren't shown to children and in fucking 2019 hey we need to make sure that we're not just capitulating to foreign interests yeah, it's a whole thing right <laughs> for now. the sake of financial gain like, <laughs> like what the hell this this industry has certainly matured it's crazy. I was talking to somebody about it very loosely at work the other day where we were just talking about video games. And I'm like, yeah, it has evolved beyond being just a plaything, beyond just a thing people do on their phones or like on Facebook marketplace. Like it is on the global stage in a way that you can't ignore. And it's only going to keep growing in that way. For sure. Yeah. And you can't just keep on putting your head in the sand about this kind of thing and going like, oh, we're going to step out of it. That's not our play there. It's like, I don't know. You really got to start drawing some lines because uh, mm-hmm. it's going to affect your bottom line in ways that you did not anticipate. Mm-hmm. You're afraid about losing access to China? What if you lose access to the people in America? That's true. <laughs> they just stop supporting your games. It's like, ah, oh, fuck this. But I don't know. I think it's going to be it's going to be interesting to see, like, what is the reaction of BlizzCon going to be? Of course, they're going to make mm-hmm. some exciting announcements. We're going to talk about it. We're going to be like, oh, Diablo, da 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 But let's see what, what that does, right? Mm-hmm. Like, will people still kind of like, you know... I actually kind of interested if they're gonna host like it? a Q and A or anything, oh no right? no I think they're gonna shut no, off the mics this year. It'd be year. fucking terrible, dude. Yeah, for like their games because they did that last year. You remember the whole out of season joke bullshit? Like yeah, they, when I, people are like, uh, they what was it? Uh, Diablo Immortal. They're like, oh, is this an out of season April Fool's joke? Nah, dude. They're gonna get torn apart if they give any public forum for this. Like fuck yeah, it'd be worse than fucking THQ Nordic doing an AMA. What are those live streams gonna be like? You know, because like oh even, if somebody, even if somebody, even if some of the attendees are not protesting, you know. Know they're gonna cut to the audience like reaction shots mm-hmm. and somebody's gonna fucking like pull out a fucking sign and be like free hong kong during the diablo 4 presentation they're gonna need to do like, like, like a do? very curated bethesda nintendo experience where it's like here are pre-recorded video segments that nobody can fuck with or interrupt <laughs> oh man man i love it i love it when the voice of people makes a corporation look bad it gives me fucking fuel mm-hmm. in the morning well it's it's gonna be crazy but i know they're definitely gonna like they're gonna lean into diablo 4 and overwatch 2 as like deflections like let's get a mic let's yeah. have them re- renew fervor for blizzard and people are just like no fuck blizzard fuck bobby kotek right fuck this shit roll out the make goods yeah. right yeah, we'll see what happens. Mm-hmm. We're going to cover it. We're going to be there. Yeah. We're going there. We're, We're going to be out there like Shrier. We're going to be outside. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I got some big, big gamer news for you. I got three items today, and one of them is very sad, but understandable. The first one on here is that The Last of Us Part Two has been delayed to May. I'm crying inside. 
Like the moment where Joel lost Sarah in the opening moments of The Last of Us Part One. Oh goodness! I'm holding. Wow, you're going tough. Can I? Can I? Can I get a post production favor from you, dude? Sarah. He, he's holding. He's holding a copy of The Last of Us Remastered. He's holding it, and he's in anguish. No. Um. Can I get some post production uh, favor sure. from you? Just like, uh, could you put on the the last theme from The Last of Us here as we as we read through this news? Mm-hmm. Just have it just very somberly mm-hmm. playing in the background. Um, that or Jesus Walks. <laughs> so even though Naughty Dog's highly anticipated sequel was given a February release date during last month's State of Play, Ellie and Gang are moving to May. Lead director, VP of Naughty Dog, and owner of a burly beard, Neil Druck the Man himself, wrote the following on the PlayStation blog, quote, let me cut to the chase and get the news out of the way. The Last of Us Part 2 has a new release date of May 29, <laughs> 2020. <laughs> End quote. As it became clear they wouldn't be able to hit the February date, Druckmann says the team faced a difficult choice. Quote, It was during the last few weeks, as we are closing out sections of the game, that we realized we simply didn't have enough time to bring the entire game up to a level of polish we would call Naughty Dog quality. Mm. At this point, we were faced with two options. Compromise parts of the game, or get more time, end quote. He went on to say, quote, While we're relieved that we won't have to compromise our vision, we're disappointed that we weren't able to avoid this exact situation. We wish we could have foreseen the amount of polish we needed, but the size and scope of this game got the better of us. We hate disappointing our fans, and for that, we're sorry, end quote. Hmm. How do you feel, Daniel? I mean... I feel a lot of things. One, I feel relieved uh, that they're not, you know, pushing and crunching to get this game out, like, you know, by February when they might not have the full time or schedule to do it. Um, like we said, with Doom getting delayed till March mm-hmm. and taking up that Animal Crossing mindshare, delays aren't a bad thing. Sometimes they're the best thing that could happen to a game. Well, I think it was Shigeru Miyamoto that once said, oh, uh, a let's wait. What was it? I don't so, know. Something about a delayed game. Something like yeah. a, a, a rushed game, or like a delayed game is eventually good. A rushed game, game is bad forever. Is bad forever. Yeah. Please buy Mario Party 3. Yeah, basically. It was a very time and place quote. But no, so I think this is a good thing. Um, it leads to some questions, though. Um, were they? Was their hand forced, basically? Was Sony like, hey, we need to announce this, basically, like for a state of play? Yeah, that, see, that's the thing. That, that That's the mismatch between... A business team mm-hmm. and dev team and this is the, that's my entire life of my job yeah. right the mismatch is just like the dev team faces the reality of it mm-hmm. right it goes like okay i understand you need to hit these deadlines and then when they actually get into the implementation phase and like squashing bugs and coding they go oh shit i don't i think we're gonna miss this date right mm-hmm. and then the business team has to go okay and that's i feel like that's kind of the dichotomy right like Mm. for them everything seemed like green light go but like we're talking about like executives and pr people and Mm. all these people that don't have hands-on development and they're trusting the studio who's telling them that yeah yeah yeah, i I think we can hit february that seems realistic right Mm. and it was probably one of those really hard hard fucking conversations that i i imagine neil and his crew took on the chin was just like Here's what's up. Yeah. <laughs> if you, you we have two choices, right? They probably presented it. We're just like, we can cut features mm-hmm. or we can polish this game and make it as perfect as possible because mm-hmm. it's such an important thing. And I don't think a lesser game could have had the opportunity. I don't mean lesser game in the sense that, like, you know, this game's shitty or anything. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, something with less visibility as a naughty dog fucking title, let alone the sequel to one of their 
biggest games in their catalog. Well, and something like they've been toting as a pillar PS4 game for Correct. probably two years now. Forever. This game has so much riding on it. Like, it needs to be feature completed. It needs to be perfect when it hits gold and goes out. Exactly. You know? Yeah. <clears throat> and that's the thing, too. Like, this game... There was no indication otherwise that it like had gone gold or anything that it was marching towards like that final step. It's like no. if by all means they were probably still like doing production. Uh, I know they just lost an animator too. Yeah, I mean uh, attrition is a thing that happens. Mm. Like this is the thing, right? The, the, because it's made by people, not fucking mm. machines. Yeah. All right, things happen. And what's interesting is that the internet, the gaming internet is not angry this is one of the best responses that we've gotten to a delay this high profile in forever Mm -hmm. no pitchforks no people saying i want refunds no people fucking like jumping into neil druckmann's mentions threatening Mm -hmm. them or anything like that this is the best reaction we've seen in a long time and uh rami what's his name rami uh he's like the indie dev guy from vlembeer i know everything except for his last name Uh, oh something k yeah something k so rami sorry rami uh he basically said it's like i want to take a moment and actually point out that the fact that this like the the reception is being is is basically good Mm -hmm. around this is such a huge step forward for this industry Mm -hmm. right that people all the conversations that people like jason schreier have had around crunch and the conditions that studios like rockstar and bioware and nameless others telltale Mm -hmm. are in the public mind now and they go oh shit well Mm -hmm. i'm fine yeah delay it man i don't want you to fucking kill yourselves Mm -hmm. to make this game yeah, I think Finally. It, I think in the last like full 365 days we've marched with pitchforks against so many things. Pitchforks? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, you know, we've marched with pitchforks against <laughs> Crunch. Uh, yep. you know, Epic Game Store. What's happening with fucking Blizzard? So so many other higher profile bad things have happened. Like a delay this time around seems like a good thing. Yeah, it's, it's it's like okay, cool. I mm. want the best possible product in my hands, day and date, rather mm. than running into a situation that we'll talk about this later. Like with Bethesda mm-hmm. having Fallout seventy six at launch, or a yeah. game like Anthem at launch, and going like, what the fuck yeah. is this, right? And it's one of those situations where I I massive respect to Sony. I think part of it is that you know they're, they're fucking. Uh, their arm was twisted because they're just like, God damn it, it's Naughty Dog and it's Last of Us. We can't mm-hmm. fuck with this, right? Yeah. Give them the time. But I think um, we're running into where I think the business side of companies are finally realizing, like, yeah, we, we can't just fucking, you know, crack the whip against these developers mm-hmm. because we want to hit our fiscal year. In our next story, we'll get into that, too, where it's very interesting choices that we're seeing made by, ve- like, legacy publishers mm-hmm. that otherwise would have acted that way, acted like the EAs of the world and said, fuck you, get this out fix it later mm. that mentality is not working anymore because nobody wants another fucking fallout 76 blow up on their hands no no one wants pr people working around mm. the clock just to put out every goddamn fire and getting torn apart on reddit for bullshit like mm-hmm. this right imagine if last of us 2 came out in february and that shit was a buggy fucking mess mm-hmm I don't think it would necessarily be a buggy mess. I think it would just be missing something. No, that... I, I just think imagine that yeah, scenario yeah, yeah. though, right? And it's just like how like the question that I think that we've asked over and mm-hmm. over from these disasters are finally getting through yeah. to the paymasters mm-hmm. out there. No, no, for sure. But how I think did this end up this way? Even right? at its worst, though, I imagine The Last of Us Part Two will still launch far better than the Fallout seventy six oh, ever could have. You know? Yeah, different situation though, right? Um, right. And I gotta wonder too, like, are they? What else were they trying to add into it? Maybe I'm 
they're actually trying to maybe dual release like factions multiplayer with it. They're trying to do something more complete completely with it. doubtful. Yeah, you think so? You think I that's totally still doubt that. What I what I actually think is that out. and they've said it and they've implied it is that mm-hmm. this is the biggest game that they've ever made. Mm-hmm. I think we have a very comprehensive campaign that goes very like just vast vastly different places throughout the course of its story mm-hmm. and they wanted to make sure all those elements there. Imagine if Last of Us 1 came out and Winter wasn't there. I think that's the kind of mm-hmm. scenario that we're running into yeah, where yeah. they they're like thinking about like no, this is a big part of the game that we can't take out just because it's like we don't have the time to polish it mm-hmm. right i don't think we're gonna i don't think we're gonna get a may release and suddenly have factions there although i could see people fucking calling that going like well now that you have extra time yeah now that you've been called out for yeah. it on like fucking twitter and everywhere i, else. I would say right now i think factions was cool i don't give a fuck if that game doesn't ship without it mm-hmm. all right i don't give a fuck yeah i don't necessarily need it to ship with it or without it but like i i, I imagine we'll see it sooner than we were going to originally now also don't be surprised if they make you pay for it Oh yeah, <laughs> just just a little call yeah, out there. Temper your expectations, and I don't even think that'll be a Naughty Dog decision. I think that'll straight up be a Sony decision mm-hmm. for sure, right? But at the same time, developers shouldn't work for free. <laughs> no, they should get paid for their efforts. Yeah. Like I don't think in any world should yeah. factions be a free update. If anything, part of a season pass or it's standalone expansion or whatever yeah. the case may be. Yeah, yeah. But cool. I'm I'm a little peeved. Or sorry, I'm a little sad rather. Oh, peeved. That, no. Look at this fucking gamers rise up, dude. Gamers rise up. No, no, no. <laughs> I'm a little sad that it's not going to come out in February, but also yeah. like the beginning of 2020 is so stacked anyway, and it's still coming out next year. It's still coming out before the PS5 launches. Still so happening. Like, it's going to happen, and that's fine. And hey, you know what's going up against though now? Marvel's Avengers. <laughs> Exactly. No, it's not. Exactly. I'm so sorry. Like even though the we've... whole team of superheroes couldn't take down one naughty dog. No. Man, let me tell you what. On one console, by the way. Yeah, exactly. No, <laughs> I'm no, gonna no. tell you right now. <laughs> All right. Any last not any last thoughts on Last of Us? Mm. A little sadder, but a little, I mean, at a least it gives, me, it gives me time to play doom eternal gives me time to play cyberpunk gives final me time to play 7. final fantasy 7 so now yeah. i have time for all these other games that and animal just, crossing and you animal, get to play crossing. animal crossing i finally get to play animal you crossing. finally get to do it maybe then i'll find love hmm. Ooh, that is completely gamers find friend. love gamers find love <laughs> you're not gonna get that in time <laughs> fair enough love is delayed today <laughs> number two on here ubisoft delays all of their fucking games mm. and blaine's ghost recon <laughs> sorry it cracks me up <laughs> they're blaming John Barenthal it is the, in his game. God damn it. All the goodwill you fostered with your dog on stage at E3. You fucked it up, Johnny. You got your fucking Punisher show canceled and the gamers hate you now. <laughs> oh, goodness. Before last week's earnings call, Ubisoft announced that they were bumping the release dates for Watch Dogs Legion, Gods and Monsters, and Rainbow Six Quarantine. Yeah, the horror Rainbow Six mm. one. I don't know, that was a thing. It's a thing. I thought, why isn't that just like an expansion? Why are you making a whole game about it? Anyway, anyway. Initially slated for early 2020 Windows, the titles are now pushed to the next fiscal year, which spans from spring 2020 to spring 2021. Fun fact, because we're always about information here on the uh, save room. Fiscal years are the way they are because of taxes and accounting. So to a business, the end of a fiscal year is April 30th, i.e., tax season Mm -hmm. that's the entire reason so we hear fiscal year it's all about earnings taxes Mm -hmm. and accounting okay well why not normal years because the year doesn't end in december that's a fucking prime time sales time right Mm -hmm. anyway ubisoft co-founder and chief executive officer yves gilmore 
<laughs> Explain the decision in an official financial communication. Quote, while each of these games already has a strong identity and high potential, we want our teams to have more development time to ensure that their respective innovations are perfectly implemented so as to deliver optimal experiences for players. End quote. Imagine that, but with a very thick French accent. <laughs> Eves admits that these delays will have a significant impact on their financial results for this fiscal year, but believe it's the right trade-off in order to maximize the value of their brands. What a very corporate-y thing to say, mm. by the way. The less-than-favorable reception of Ghost Recon Breakpoint apparently led to these delays. Eves wrote that while the game seemed to meet the bar for quality pre-release, quote, critical reception and sales during the game's first weeks were very disappointing, end quote. What does that mean? Like, it fulfilled pre-orders, maybe? Or they're, like, they're they saying, thought it was going to project to sell? Yeah, the goodwill <laughs> the goodwill from E3's presentation and all this, they thought, they're like, hey, this is going to be as big as, like, Wildlands, right? Because mm-hmm. Wildlands did pretty well for mm-hmm. them, right? Although we never fucking played it. No. I had no interest, honestly. I was just like, eh. Division kind of, like, when it comes to, like, an Ubisoft games as a service, I'm willing to dive into, like, Division. Yeah, the Division has good faith with me. Like, Ghost Recon's kind of a blander, more military-based shooter mm-hmm. to me, so I've never, like, been down with it. I think I played one of them and was like, mm, you know, like, mm-hmm. whatever. But Eves identified three hurdles that led to the game's underperformance. One, it's hard to generate interest for sequels to live multiplayer games because the previous tile the previous title benefited from years of optimization uh launching real buggy real shitty Mm -hmm. and then a year later it's not (laughs) that's what i'm trying to say gameplay innovations were not perfectly implemented thus a large segment of the community rejected the game uh he's probably talking about the survival aspects they shoehorned into it They, Mm. they tried to jump that in there it wasn't in Wildlands. It's in this game for no reason. And lastly, Breakpoint didn't have enough differentiation factors. So we're <laughs> saying that the gamers didn't like the gameplay innovations. I'm doing air quotes here. Mm-hmm. But it wasn't different enough. You got you to pick a lane. You mean yeah. to say that they hated the changes you made. And also it was boring in comparison <laughs> to the last game. Gotcha. That's See, I'm trying to read through the corporate nonsense here. But are they comparing it against the division or Wildlands? I, I believe Wildlands, okay. the previous release at that point. Um, interesting, and it's interesting to see a publisher be as bold to say that, hey, we're going to push our entire fucking lineup that we're depending mm-hmm. on this year mm-hmm. in order to optimize these titles so they don't fucking plunk. Yeah, like like Breakpoint. Did. I mean, those are again like Sony did with uh, the Last of Us Part Two, right? Gods and Monsters, Breakpoint, and fucking. Um, What's the other one? Watchdogs. Yeah, Watchdogs Legion. Well, Breakpoint. No, no, no. Uh, quarantine. Rainbow Six Quarantine. Sorry, Rainbow Six that's one they delayed. Yeah, sorry. All those games were like big moments for their like E3 showcase. Yeah, they were. Uh, and these were highlighted hype moments. Fucking large tech demos and sections for you know uh, press to come in and play it and get impressions. And now to just be like, okay, we're gonna push it back. It's uh, bold, but like it's also necessary, you know, especially with games launching and not perfect states or far from where they should be. You know, you don't want a games of a service type to launch as a buggy mess and have to take a year to optimize it. Cause that sucks. We've been burned by that so many times. Right. You, you really <laughs> lose some graces every time that yeah. happens. Right. And then the other factor, maybe that they're not talking about is that it's a very competitive season, the top end of 2020. Mm-hmm. Like fuck dude, 
now that Last of Us is chilling in May mm-hmm. <laughs> with an Avengers game and fucking, like we said, Cyberpunk and all these, mm-hmm. it is a bad time. It's a nuclear wasteland to launch fucking Ubisoft titles, mm-hmm. right? Because, like, who's going to be going to, to the fucking bats for Rainbow Six Quarantine versus something as big as Final Fantasy VII or mm-hmm. something like or even Cyberpunk, right? So I, I, I can see it. Like, I think this is a savvy move, but it does kind of leave them high and dry for, like, what are they actually, like, leaning on at that point? From what? So from spring 2020 to spring 2021. They ain't got no games. They got no games this holiday season. I There's mean, not an Assassin's Creed well, or no, anything. Well, no, these are just the ones that they've announced, though. Like, I don't doubt that there is an Assassin's Creed in pocket, like, yeah, you know. Yeah, for tail end of 2020. Yeah. At best, right? Probably going to be least. a launch for, for, for new consoles, mm-hmm. right? But we've got nothing uh, in the springtime for them, and we've got nothing mm-hmm. at the end of this year for them as well. Breakpoint was supposed to be the thing. Mm-hmm. Oops. Although, I would not have fucking bet on Breakpoint yeah. at all. No, not at all, not at all. But yeah. I'm sure there's a Just Dance game coming out. Yeah, you know? exactly, for the Wii. Uh, maybe, what is it, that game <laughs> Beyond Good and Evil 2 will come out eventually? I don't think that'll ever come out. <laughs> but yeah, sure, you know. Uh, maybe something with uh, Joseph Gordon-Levitt, you know? Who knows? Something's gonna come out eventually. Where he, where he solicits free art from <laughs> the audience. Yeah, awesome. <laughs> cool. I, like, I, they have to have something in their pocket. It is smart of them to kind of move it away and kind of have their own mind share for it. I think any situation where a publisher this big can say, we need to reassess our development and figure Mm -hmm. out how we can make these games stand out on their own merits rather Mm -hmm. than like, you know, homogenizing them and just pumping them out to hit quarterly sales. Mm -hmm. That's a smart move. I think that's an interesting move as well. And I I think they're going to take it on the chin for Mm -hmm. sure, right? They're going to be a little bit drained. But Ubisoft is a big corporation. Yeah. They got a lot of money in pocket going on. And as long as Vivendi is not trying to buy them out again like they were a couple years back, they'll be fine. Mm -hmm. I think they'll be totally fine. And I think it's going to make a big difference for like Watch Dogs Legion to come out as best as it yes. can be, yeah. right? Because there's a lot. I think so there's good. a lot riding on that one. Surprisingly, they, these days, right? Because yeah. like you know, a lot was riding in part one, and the critical reception wasn't there, even though mm-hmm. it sold pretty well. Because you know, it was like a nascent game yeah. in the uh, uh, this generation, yeah. basically. I don't know how two did commercially, but critically, critically awesome. people loved it. I fucking love so. it. It's why I'm interested in Legion, even though I feel like they're really walking away mm-hmm. from why I love part two. Yeah, getting to play as like all these different characters and permadeath yeah. being a thing, it seems like such a different beast. But I like that they're taking some risk w- yeah, with the with the franchise because like I feel like for them, Watch Dogs, <laughs> there's nothing like set in stone yeah. for what they do. Like it's not like we always have to have an Ezio, you know, or, yeah. or something like that. It's like yeah, they could try something new. Well, then you can't get quoted as uh, not having enough quote differentiation factors, you know? <laughs> yeah, it, it exactly. Could be a different right? beast which is kind of cool and i don't i don't know to their credit i think division two like it's still gonna roll in revenue like i think they're still doing content yeah. so like support division two for the rest of the year and they're rolling to 2020 and be like cool let's hype up these new games let's fucking move forward on our best feet my recommendation gods and monsters that mm-hmm. that's one that they revealed at e3 and it looks super interesting mm-hmm. from the the guys that made assassin's creed odyssey mm-hmm. you're fighting greek beasts yes. and stuff like that highly stylized Release that in a window where it can kind of strut for itself, right? Mm-hmm. Don't don't set this shit up against like the next battlefield or something. Or like that. Or don't set it up against your own games. Your own game for yeah. sure. Don't release it <laughs> alongside an Assassin's Creed, yeah. man, because people are gonna make a choice, and well, it's gonna be an obvious one, mm-hmm. right? So yeah, interesting shit. I think I don't know. I, I think the winds are changing, right? Maybe these corporations are getting savvier about their shit. Maybe that just means they're getting the right people making the right decisions. Finally, mm-hmm. finally. EA, get on board.
And we got another company that should get on board with these concepts, too. And we're about to talk to them. Fucking Bethesda. Number three on here. Bethesda launched a paid subscription for Fallout 76 to the benefit of no one. (laughs) I'm just casting for this. No one. On the cusp of Fallout 76, uh, 76's first anniversary, Bethesda has announced Fallout First, a paid subscription that allows players to host private servers for their friends. The premium membership costs uh, $12.99 a month or $99 a year. I'm going to just... First of all, Fallout First, you really want to go for that one percenter vibe, Todd? Yeah. You really want to do that? Cool. I'm going to do something. Go and ahead. the gamers will get it. Ha 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 ha! This is laughable. I can't fucking believe you thought you could ever release a subscription for a hundred fucking dollars a year when your game isn't even free to play. In another world, it might have worked, my friend. Fucking egregious. Go but on. It, it, as we'll get into, it is Go the on. wrong time and the wrong game to it's do this for. With Fallout First, a subscriber can create a private world within the Appalachian wasteland and invite up to seven friends, even if they aren't a, sus- a subscriber themselves. Mm-hmm. The rub is at least one party member has to have fallout first or the server disconnects <laughs> okay that's a big restriction in addition the private world's fallout first gives you access to an unlimited scrap box even though bethesda has claimed in the past that was difficult to do <laughs> it also gives you a survival tent that serves as a forward operating base in lieu of your camp a stipend of 1650 atoms per month and the famed range armor outfit from fallout new vegas you know to remind you of a better game Mm. the news comes a little over a week after bethesda announced that they're delaying the wastelanders expansion to early 2020 the free expansion revealed as a make good during bethesda's e3 2019 conference you know when todd basically very uh, sarcastically apologized for fallout 76 is supposed to introduce human npcs alongside a more traditional fallout narrative something that's sorely lacking from fallout 76 currently now the delay of a much anticipated expansion in the announcement of an ill-advised subscription service in the same breath has fans bitching like it's october 2018 all over again the features fans have requested since launch are here but only present behind a paywall not a good look Worse, the poor souls brave enough to subscribe to Fallout First have reported a litany of bugs and issues. The private world's promise aren't all that private, as anyone in a player's friends list can join, instead of access being restricted to invitation only. What the f- Todd? <laughs> what the fuck, Todd? Even worse, the infinite scrap box is swallowing players' items, deleting the item after players store them. What the f- t- Todd! This is a fucking shit show. Bethesda responded to Polygon after the publication reported these bugs and stated that they are actively addressing these issues. Mm -hmm. They intend to allow players to restrict access to their private worlds and are looking to hotfix scrap box problems as well as find a way to return lost scrap to players that lost them. (laughs) How do you... How do you have a bad initial launch... And then have bad PR launches, and then have worse recuperation, and then delay something that people have been hyping up as a free update, and then fuck up your subscription launch to this level. How do you do this? I've Are got they a, cursed. I've got to tell is you, Bethesda built on a cursed burial ground. I <laughs> or was Todd Howard be like cursed <laughs> by a witch? Wait, Todd, <laughs> Todd, you didn't move the bodies, did you, Todd? You didn't move the bodies. 
<laughs> That's a poltergeist reference. Yeah. Anyway, do you know what I'm saying when I when I say that? You you have this blank stare in your eyes. About moving the bodies. Yeah, yeah, wasn't that house like on a? That's it was on yeah. an Indian burial. Yeah, 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 I remember. Yeah, you remember those good mm-hmm. movies? Steven Spielberg didn't direct that actually. Did you okay. know that? No, I didn't know. It was that. Toby Hooper. Mm. Whenever his name is on a movie, people give him credit. Kind of like how people give Todd Howard credit. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah. well todd howard is not gonna get much credit for this other than fucking it up again i gotta tell you as a company when it comes to their business decisions mm. um how they promote their games how they release things um they're fucking stupid mm-hmm. like you're i can't i can't even i can't even help you here right mm-hmm. i get it ubisoft like puts in a lot of marketing and effort and kind of said like hey we're gonna borrow a lot of features that we think are mm-hmm. uh, work for our other games and they started to homogenize their titles which is a maybe a poor choice in the long run but mm-hmm. seemed like a good idea from development mm-hmm. standpoint bethesda on the other hand i can't defend any of your actions they're fucking stupid. They're ill-timed. Mm-hmm. And it almost seems like they're completely, completely fueled by greed mm-hmm. and a fundamental lack of understanding of what your audience actually wants. It's like they don't know what the fuck their audience wants. Mm-hmm. They're so used to getting berated for their bugs, they just started ignoring people. Mm-hmm. Right? They go, oh, well, we're actively addressing this. Oh, yeah, we're totally going to do this. I think the bugs oh, have totally gonna fix leaked this. over to the staff. Like, Todd and co. have bugs in their fucking to heads. their fucking brains <laughs> at this point, right? Now, now, it's not totally uncommon or totally unheard of for paid closed servers that is a concept that's been supported by other games such as minecraft before Mm -hmm. that's totally fine right it's it's like bigger in the pc space bigger in the pc space right for sure that's okay Mm -hmm. but let's point out the fact that the subscription costs more than fucking disney plus (laughs) for what yeah costs more than ps now it costs more than the base game for features that fans are pointing out rightfully so Mm -hmm. that for a game that a lot of us including me and you daniel Mm -hmm. paid 60 dollars for should be a part of the base fucking game. Mm-hmm. Everything about their choices, the decision making is just asinine, completely asinine. And they need to hear this. They need to hear like whatever you're doing is mm-hmm. fucking stupid. Whoever is up the chain thinking that like no, go ahead, this is going to make sense. This makes sense for our quarterlies. This makes sense for mm-hmm. our financials. Needs to be not only fucking fired but blacklisted from this industry because all they're doing is harming it. Mm-hmm. They are harming the gaming industry at this point and making one of the most coveted developers and studios and fucking publishers because mm-hmm. it's because it's all in one for Bethesda, mm-hmm. right? Look awful. Yeah, I don't know who it is. I don't want to put all the pressure on Todd. I don't want to put it's it all Todd. on, he's on a, Pete. He's a, he's a creative yeah. lady. He's I don't not, want to put it all on Leon. Pete, you know, Pete Hines. It's a little bit Pete. It's like, it's it's probably more him. <laughs> Pete's, Pete's, a, Pete's a face man, for yeah. sure, right? Because I, I, think, I think Bethesda has the un- unfortunate position of having this overlord that is ZeniMax. Mm-hmm. And ZeniMax fucking sucks, yeah. right? They fucking sucks. We hear about lawsuits over you mm-hmm. using Elder in a fucking time. I'm, I'm surprised they didn't go after, like, the Elder Rings or whatever mm-hmm. the fuck because of that. Is it Elden Ring? or yeah, Elden Ring. Ring oh, we, we chose Elden because of yeah. <laughs> You know, it's like you hear about shit like that and you're just like, dude, that's really, <sighs> that, that's, a, that's a little bit beyond the pale, right? Mm-hmm. Like it's all these little bad things and I just feel like they just have a very, very poor leadership, right? Mm-hmm. At, at Bethesda, poor leadership, right? Talented people, passionate people, but fucking your leaders need to be ousted. They need to be gone, right? That's what it is. What do you think? happen because i don't know like when fallout 4 launched in like 2015 or 2016 whenever that was i can't actually remember right now no it was it was fall of 2015 um i don't think it was under nearly the same amount of launch scrutiny like that game launched 
pretty much feature complete. It had a DLC plan that kind of people were like, yeah, I don't want to pay like 40 bucks for it, but you know, Bethesda, you got me. It was buggy, but it wasn't nearly to the level that this is. And I don't know if they're struggling to march into like uh, a games of service market or like, mm-hmm. you know, match their competitors in the same market. Like, I don't know what it is, but they are shambling and struggling that's, with That's this. a really good question, right? Like, and I think... I, 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 like, what is this transition to a different Bethesda that they're fucking up with? Because, I mean, we... That's what it feels like, right? A, we've a different it, Bethesda. We've seen it with a lot of their games. Like, um, look at, you know, the launch of Wolfenstein Youngbloods. You know, mm-hmm. that game came out and it had, what, microtransaction stamps on it and weird progressions. And that game should have came out and been awesome, but, like, it was a flop. Yeah, I didn't even finish it. I, I did not enjoy it mm-hmm. enjoy the direction that it went in. And it's like, it's so weird because Bethesda does foster some very cool yeah. fucking in-house games. And, and then their third-party studios are awesome, too. Yeah. And it's just so weird how they decide to mm-hmm. choose certain, like, treat certain properties. Mm-hmm. Or how they treat, like, God, it's, what the fuck is going on with Fallout, right? Yeah. You had one of, one of your fuck... You had Obsidian embarrass you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> With The Outer Worlds mm-hmm. is everything that I've wanted in a Fallout game. We'll get into it, but it's like everything that I've been missing from Fallout, that, that, that fucking meat and potatoes. Mm-hmm. And the problem is, I keep on thinking when I play that game, it makes me wish I had a better Fallout. Because I do love the world of Fallout, and I do love mm-hmm. like the big, expansive open world, and I don't have a good one. In 2019, I do not have a good representation of Fallout anymore. Mm-hmm. Which sucks. I have sucks. to go back to the old ones. It sucks. Yeah, it does Like, suck. I had that thought the other day where I was like, man, I really want to play Fallout 4. Because, like, that game, that franchise, it's a fall game for me. Fall feel. Fallout's a fall game. And me, I wanted to get into boy. it. But I was like, <laughs> you know what, whatever, I'll wait for Outer Worlds. But even the fact that I couldn't, like, you know, think about even jumping into Fallout 76 and giving that another turn. I'm just like, no, like, there's there's nothing redeemable to go back to right now. Yeah, I, it, I was actually kind of stoked for uh, Wastelanders. Mm-hmm. And I yeah. told myself, if it launches here, yeah, I'll mm-hmm. go back and check it out. Check out what the scene mm-hmm. is and see if this is closer to the yeah. mark, right? And then they delayed it, and I'm just like, yeah. I have no fucking reason to go back to well, it. Like, it's fine if they had to delay it. Like, I know that's, like, a big overhaul. Sure. You know? That's sure, the one sure. where they added, like, all the NPCs, right? That they are going to. That they're going to add all the NPCs. Yeah. And I know they were adding, like, a Fallout Battle Royale mode. I don't know if that was also part of that. I don't know at that. this point. I've been, I've been out of the ecosystem yeah. of it, and it's just like... I... But, like, okay, all that aside, there are features that this game should have launched with. Right. Maybe private servers should have launched with it. Maybe scrap it box pissed me off. The scrap box should have been a thing. That was like, a big problem. There are quality of life things that should have happened with this game initially that didn't. Because a whole game focused on crafting and they fucking just mm-hmm. like stymied you. Yeah, throughout. and it sucks. Like if you're going to have a game hinge on that yeah. and survival and other things, like make it a little more accessible. Don't encumber us and, right. and have systems fight against us. So sure, they could have taken six months to a year to fix that. But instead of doing that and honoring their fan base, they're like, you know what? We're just going to fuck you over and like, cool you want this private server deal give us money you can pay a subscription service i think it's like it's probably one of the grossest things they could have asked it's ugly moves right it's ugly moves and like i know that they probably like fallout 76 it sold like Mm -hmm. i think it sold fairly well not as well as like fallout 4 or their other games obviously but it made money and i just i feel like they're probably just having to recuperate hard losses and all the fucking marketing shit that happened with their collector's editions they're taking so much of it a loss that they're like how do we get it back i guess we can just put out a subscription service to make some extra cash but like it doesn't look good 
No, it doesn't look good. It's it looks terrible. And here's the other thing about it, and uh, like it's a very salient point, right? Like we have other games of service, like you know, trying to like twist your arm with like season pass stuff and like that. But it's like a one time fee. This is a continuous fee. Mm-hmm. Here's a difference maker. This was a sixty dollar game when it came out, mm-hmm. right? A sixty dollar fucking game. Even if Fallout Four came out with a subscription for additional content, mm-hmm. I would have fucking thrown up my middle fingers at the company. And here's why: that game should have been free to play for an ask like this. Yeah. Right. It. Should have been fucking free to play because they knew it was buggy. They even said beforehand, hey, mm-hmm. this is an experiment and it's not going to launch like uh, kind of great beforehand, which is a weird fucking statement to make at, make about a $60 game. Mm-hmm. They should have had it an early access version mm-hmm. of this and said, hey, for the gamers that want these additional features like private servers and stuff like that, mm-hmm. we're doing a subscription or we're doing a one-time fee sort of situation. And that would have been acceptable. Yeah. I don't think their beta was nearly long enough. No. It was like two or three weeks and it's like it should have been fucking a year it it should have been a few months at least before they launched it you know they could have pushed it into 2019 and at least had it be more of a sound experience you know listen to feedback not be fucking qaing and fixing shit as you go because like it's not working you know and thanks for your Todd bucks, your fucking monthly Todd bucks. I, no, every time I hear them say, oh, we're going to roll in like X amounts of Adam to, to make you guys feel better about it. It's like, fuck you and your Adam, dude. <laughs> right. <laughs> fuck you and your Adam. Like, oh, I'm going to fucking purchase an in-game garden gnome or a lamp for 500 Adam. <laughs> fuck you. Like, that's, come on. It's insulting. I can't even put my base down, you assholes. Yeah, right? like, <laughs> If there's a rock in the way, there goes yeah. my entire base. I'm still out there not even able to put my fucking camp down. So. I, it's so bad. It yeah. is a shit show. And, mm-hmm. it, and it, you feel like a year out of the way, there'd be lessons learned or mm-hmm. something. But I don't know if this was like a set in stone sort of thing. And mm-hmm. Zenimax was like, you need to fucking do it. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> they they should have known that this is like, yo, dude, mm. we already shot ourselves in the foot. You were literally fucking running a tank over the other foot. Mm-hmm. Like, please don't do this. Yeah, this is a, it's not a good way to celebrate one year of a game that is ill-celebrated in the first place. Hell no, dude. And that will forever be the legacy of Fallout 76. It is just one embarrassment after another. Mm -hmm. I Going into next generation... I do not even know what the forecast for Bethesda is like anymore. They're going to maybe they don't even know it. Yeah, no. they're going to rely on the third-party studios. But I have no, not a single fucking bone in my body is excited for Starfield mm-hmm. or the next Elder Scrolls. Nothing in mm-hmm. me. Those like first-party ones. Right, yeah. Nothing in me gives me any faith that Bethesda which, can land those games anymore. Which is why, like, I think there was something smart to id pushing uh, doom eternal to may like they had to have known they had to have known because like those games are fast paced they have a certain level of polish to them the gameplay feels a certain way and they're like they're probably like if we launch this any less than what we need it to be it's going to be a problem and they don't want to be under the same fire that like rage 2 was under or fucking wolfenstein or fallout 76 like they don't want to be under that Mm-hmm. like for a game that has been toted as what could have been a game of the year contender for 2019 like it needs to be feature complete it needs to be perfect if money wasn't an object and money certainly is an object and that is the symbiosis between bethesda and id software mm-hmm. i would want to distance myself from bethesda's bad press and bad choices mm-hmm. and pull a bungee i yeah. would want to be independent i would want to be id software by myself again and say doom is wholly our property here's what we're doing with it mm-hmm. and Bethesda can no longer fuck up and do the whole switch Bethesda ID lockout bullshit or continue to embarrass oh my us. Fucking God. Right. I, I forgot about right. that. I would, I would not. Bethesda is just, it is a parade of fuckery. 
And I think it's going to continue forth for years to come unless a big shift happens internally. So there you go. I'm going to throw some uh, psychological terms here. Fuck me up. Uh, (laughs) So in in terms of like uh, Freud and psychology, right? Like id, you know, is very, very smartly like your instinct, you know, id software. They're like, let's push this game out. But this is very much uh, firing on that super ego front. Just being dumb. Just being dumb. (laughs) Fucking not being conscientious. Gamers don't give a shit. Gamers don't give a shit. They love us. They love Fallout. Yeah. We can slap this pit boy bitch on anything and they'll buy it. I, th- I think that's the thing. I think, I think for that's what so it is. long they've relied on that fucking pit boy imagery, and now it's kind of become like a parody of itself. Boy like something that like was very anti-consumer has now become an image of consumerism and fucking like <laughs> it really commercialism. Is. It's kind of it's weird, you know. It's a little weird. Oh man, you either die. A beloved studio uh-huh. <laughs> like telltale uh-huh. or you live long enough to see yourself become the bethesda <laughs> there we go the mothman shall have the last laugh in this one and it's a terrible laugh yeah <laughs> oh yeah that was a, that was a halloween spoof. that was a halloween spoof. i got gotcha. you daniel let's talk about these video games let's that we've wipe been playing this poor taste out of my mouth Bungle bangle. Todd left his spunk in my mouth and I don't like it. <laughs> Radioactive spunk. Yeah. Here's some Radex, brother. <laughs> now, I've been playing two games. Both of them have Outer in the title. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Very briefly, because I didn't play too much of it, mm-hmm. I've been playing The Outer Wilds, and I am enamored with that game. Mm-hmm. I think it's a very endearing, very interesting game. Um, and it's it's a little hard to describe, because it's it's kind of a puzzly game, but it's not that mm-hmm. as well. It's like, imagine No Man's Sky if it was completely, like, reined in, mm-hmm. right? Kind of, kind of in the way that The Outer Worlds is Fallout, but really reined in. It's kind of a similar concept. Okay. You play as an alien boy, and it is launch day, mm-hmm. because your species, their whole thing is like, we need to fucking explore the cosmos, mm-hmm. you know? And it's almost like, um, they're almost like wilderness rangers, okay. how they view it, right? They're it's, you even start in a very foresty area and shit and it's very cool and the whole thing is interspersed with like indie music and stuff you mm-hmm. can even point like a little spectrometer at another planet and and hear like oh somebody's playing harmonica let me go see who the fuck is out That's there and it's, it's really neat shit and it really kind of like lends to making you want to explore and see like what's on very the much planet. so very much so but here is the interesting layer and this is something that i didn't think that I would really enjoy because back in the day, back in what, 2000, 2000 on the dot, mm. I did not enjoy this mechanic in Majora's Mask, yeah. the death loop. There is a death loop. Mm-hmm. You die. You always die. Which <laughs> is kind of cool. You could kill yourself by accident or get killed by like a giant fish mm-hmm. creature out there. You don't have any guns. There's no combat. But you can get killed by doing something as stupid as forgetting to put on your spacesuit and <laughs> jumping out of your ship and <laughs> no oxygen. Mm-hmm. Like I, I've done that. I dropped into space. There's a, there's a trophy for dying within 60 seconds of like waking up. And the, here's the other factor. Kind of like the moon crashing down onto that poor, poor Termina. Termina, yeah. The sun goes supernova every 20 minutes. Oh, is that the loop? Okay, Uh it's a 20 minute loop. You either die before 20 minutes or the sun burst. And it's really cool to watch, by the way. I didn't realize it was on such a short uh loop, but I imagine like a smaller game like that, like in terms of memory and everything, it probably has to circulate on smaller loops. You only need 20 minutes Mm -hmm. actually to explore or figure out something new because Mm -hmm. the cool thing is, is that your ship that you use in the game stores all the information of all of your exploits. So if you find a new clue, it stores and goes, hey, you've already investigated this. Mm -hmm. Apparently on this planet, there's something that you should look at. And you go and investigate that and it continues to fill out Uh, the mystery. That takes it 
straight from Majora's Mask because you have right. the notebook that logs your like quest activities and stuff. Bingo, bingo. Yeah. And it is such a cool game that way. Now, there are some elements that are like, its physics are like flimsy, but on purpose, right? Mm-hmm. It's very difficult to land your mm-hmm. ship on, on other planets, and that could lead to accidental deaths here and there, right? I've definitely like, because there is definitely a rotation of the solar system, and if you're like going the wrong way, you could miss the mark by a lot Mm. and be like oh shit (laughs) and i've had a lot of instances where i've damaged my ship irreparably and i'm trapped in space and my only choice is basically go like all right time to suffocate in the cosmos Uh, and that's my only like watch your fate kind of happen yeah just like happy death day you have Mm. to force a death in order to reset right Mm. and those are such cool things and you stop being afraid of like death is not failure in that game death is literally you basically mapping out a little bit more Mm. of the universe you become smarter with each death and each loop and Uh in the end you have more tools at your disposal to figure out like the bigger puzzle or like exactly you you get a you get a better lens of the whole right Mm -hmm. you get to see what the full picture is it's such a cool game and it it encourages discovery it encourages you dying it encourages Mm -hmm. failure and there's like there's lessons underneath this all it's such a cool game is the gameplay more like physics based or like because it like you say it's kind of flimsy i imagine like there's no combat really right no combat and like you you jump around mainly and your um your spacesuit has basically little boosters and that's a little hard to manage because like you you can deplete your booster very Mm -hmm. quickly and it has to refill when you're like land and such like that and you run out of air okay uh it's not terrible like it's not like oh fuck i run out of air like every 30 seconds no no but like Mm -hmm. you can only get so far so you got to be mindful of things of like where did i land my ship yeah or i need to land closer to what i'm trying to explore like do stuff like that okay. and your mini map gives you a little little breadcrumb trail to exactly where you left your ship as in like you could just follow that exact pathway because that's the way you came in uh, okay like yeah. a little waypoint yeah not even a waypoint it literally is like breadcrumb trail that you oh. you make a line for like almost like um like if you wrapped a tether on your body that's what the mini map uh, basically cool. serves as so you walk back and follow it and there you go mm-hmm. you're out of the woods so it's cool game i haven't yeah. gotten too much playtime with it because i've been playing other things like mm-hmm. uh platinum borderlands 3 nice not my proudest platinum i don't know why no. <laughs> I, yeah i think by the end of it you're just glad to be done with it yeah kind of like you kept your console in fucking uh rest mode for, for like fucking four days like day. yeah yeah it was, it yeah was i'm still working on that one the grind is like ridiculous i'm on the last uh circle of slaughter i tried helping you dude you did you you got me to the very last round very last wave and it's hard. I, I wanted hard to play something else, and I was like, I don't care. Yeah, um, I, I got. I feel like I t- chewed off way too much Borderlands, right? Yeah. Like I ate a whole cake of Borderlands, and I'm like, mm. I'm done for a while. Even this Halloween event, I'm like, I don't give a fuck. No, actually, I'm excited to roll into that because it's an opportunity for me to level and get better loot, and then roll back in a circle of slaughter and be like, sure. cool, maybe I can do it now. Sure. Um, but cool. So Outer Wilds, it what came out last week or the week before? Thirty bucks for PS4. Um, PS4. Yeah, I think it's thirty. No, it's twenty five. Twenty five. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Not a bad price for a good game. I want to check it out. I do. Please check it out. I do. It's interesting. Mm-hmm. Very interesting. Now, and the next one here. The next one. This on one here. is silly. And I went back to it because I had the whole, uh, it was in between games. I was <laughs> waiting for Outer Worlds to come out and I was like, oh, I don't know what I want to play. So I decided to, I decided to go against my core tenants yeah. and I booted up a David Cage jamboree. Holy shit. He hasn't done that since Beyond Two Souls, been, I believe. Been playing Detroit become now, human here's here's a game that landed itself uh i think on my honorable mentions of my game of the year list last year yeah and i had a lot of good things to say about it so, it's, some of the themes are mishandled some of it's 
kind of out there and it really requires you to suspend your disbelief but overall you know hailed it as one of the greater ps4 games and huh. i tried to push it on you i was like just give it a shot just give it a and shot I, I didn't want anything to do with you it. were like no fuck that game yeah fuck that game <laughs> fuck david cage right yeah. like fuck the fuck all that shit so right? you're probably more than halfway through it right now yes and how how is it sitting with you you know it turns out i like that game <laughs> yeah because it's a good game right it uh, yeah i guess it, it pains me to say so mm. because like i did <laughs> <laughs> like it really does beat you over the head with some things where you just like i get it androids are an allegory for race relations I'm sorry what was it was it the, it. Was it the robots I on the back it. of the bus was it the slave robots was it uh, <laughs> which one was it it was a little bit of column a column b on okay. that one but um you know what there's certain moments that are just fascinating i think it's probably their best game mm-hmm. oddly enough because it it it's not gimmicky it's not hokey you're not fucking wiggling the sticks every three minutes it actually knows when to pace itself and let you explore mm-hmm. the environment and it does a lot more of that than it has any of their games previously have yeah. right and there are collectibles in it too which are kind of cool you get to collect like little science magazines yeah you get to like read through stuff and like some of that shit's super interesting mm-hmm. about like where we're at how androids have been like you know integrated in the society mm-hmm. and how they have not shit like canada I- doesn't have any <laughs> well i think there's two like a, a side plot where like they talk about how we've called colonize mars or something too so you yeah, read a little sure. bit about that and so. we and we sent androids out there and they're like yeah they're not expected to survive and yeah. it's like such interesting things right it's like yeah it's true we would view them as like alexa-like commodities mm-hmm. but the whole rub of it is that they start gaining consciousness mm-hmm. and they start acting out and they start getting emotional and and they're still trying to fulfill these roles because they're programmed to mm-hmm. and it's so interesting how the story illustrates that and like, i think i think in its gameplay it does it in a really cool way <coughs> i'm joking <laughs> <coughs> i'm an android now no i imagine at blue any blood. point like yep. <laughs> blue blood, i am expecting david cage to just fucking explode out of your body at any point like i don't think i don't <laughs> think the true. real kevin's in you right now i He's think you were sick you were a host a, to this frenchman <laughs> <laughs> this frenchman who thinks that his he made the first non-violent video game of all history yeah. i was like no your game actually is pretty fucking violent there's violence in it there's a fucking violent robot uprising don't even tell me that don't even tell me about that but like some of the characters are super interesting like mm-hmm. i really enjoy playing as kara I enjoy her whole, like, leaning into, hey, I'm becoming a mother to this little girl that had an abusive, first of all, a cartoonishly abusive yeah. father, right? I'll fucking beat you, you fucking hate me. Like, it was just like, it's so bad. And I think that's where it leans into some of yeah. its, it's the so Quantic hokey. Dreams earlier outings where there's still melodrama. It's so melodramatic, yeah. right? Yeah, but it's it's interesting. And especially um, Marcus's plot, which, mm. by the way, you never told me Lance Henriksen's in the fucking game. Probably because I didn't know who Lance Hendrickson was. You watch Pumpkinhead and you don't know who Lance Hendrickson is, huh? I'm not a fucking walking IMDb like you are, you know? (laughs) I'll play any game with Lance Hendrickson in it. (laughs) And it's fucking, it's awesome because Lance Hendrickson's character, he's like this um, retired painter. Well, not really retired. Mm -hmm. Uh, He's, he's... He's an elderly painter. He's disabled, I think. He's disabled. Obviously, he's in the last stretch of his life. And he has an android that he basically treats as a son. Mm -hmm. And Marcus resonates to that. You know, Mm -hmm. like he's programmed to be his helper, but he loves that he gives him the respect that he would a person. Mm -hmm. Like he asks him like, hey, after I'm gone, like, don't let anyone tell you who you are. Like you define that. And no one has talked to him like that before. He does this to the point of estranging his own actual flesh son. 
Oh, fuck that kid. That yeah. kid's basically a like a uh, Trump Jr., right? Yeah. Like, fuck that idiot. But yeah, it's it's you have these really interesting character moments, mm-hmm. right? But then the plot is kind of like, oh, fuck, we're having this this robot uprising mm-hmm. where we're like storming fucking Cyberdyne or whatever the fuck it is <laughs> yeah. to get robot parts and blue blood vials <laughs> and stuff like that. It just gets it gets hokey, right? Yeah. But, but there really is like there there's a beauty to it. The graphics are fucking amazing. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I just... There is an emotional tug to it. There's certain scenes where it's like, God damn it, I just want to be your mama, little girl. I just want to, I want to raise you right and get you the fuck out of this situation. Yeah, I think the moments with Kara mm-hmm. and Alice really do pull at your heartstrings a bit. Mm-hmm. And I think that that They're some of the best that story is written really well, and their arc actually plays out in one of the more fascinating ways. Yeah. And then you have a third arc with uh, Connor, who's like, he works for like the detective force. He's the blandest, but yeah. he has one of the best uh, supporting has... characters, fucking Clancy Brown well, coming think, in, baby. I think he probably has some of the more interesting like gameplay moments, because yes, like his the... character calls back to Norman Jaden from Heavy Rain, where he has like, Jaden. like detective technology, and you could basically like pull up like a UI that lets you kind of see like crime scene stuff, like uh, fingerprints and like blood trails and all this stuff and so. piece it together and figure yeah. out new clues and stuff and do like VR visualizations mm-hmm. of the crime in action and jumping the conclusions and using it in like interrogation uh, mm-hmm. parts that are really cool too like I, I just was surprised I was like oh some of this is really landing for me. Mm-hmm. My my stigma against David Cage and his titles is maybe uh, maybe he has less bearing. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know. Maybe I'm growing, you know? Maybe. I didn't pick up Modern Warfare, and I'm playing David Cage Android sad games. Yeah. I, I don't know what's happening to me, Daniel. As I, as I march to my middle age, I'm becoming a different type of gamer. Listen, your 30s change you, man. Yeah, they do. Yeah. They do. I'm still single. That's that's not mm-hmm. changing. <laughs> I'm still single and playing fucking robot games. <laughs> God damn it's no different than I'm, the 90s. I'm nine all over again. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I went from Rocket Robot on Wheels to fucking Detroit Become Human. <laughs> <laughs> Do you think you'll see it out to the end? <clears throat> yeah, okay. I think so. I thought about that this weekend. I was like, I'm playing Outer Worlds, but fuck, I, I still kind of want to know how the like, game ends. I think it's short enough to where you can just kind of get through it. I, probably a like five to ten hour experience. Yeah, especially where I'm at in the game too. Mm-hmm. I'm, uh, where they get to the theme park with all of the Jerry's. <laughs> You know, oh, about. I forgot about that. We're Fuck. all Jerry. We're all Jerry's <laughs> here. Fucking weird. Yeah, it does some cool like film yeah. throwback homages where like there's a moment like Toy Story, there's a moment like Terminator, like there are all these like really yeah. cool moments. Yeah, yeah, super <laughs> cool shit. But so you know what, I'm I'm impressed uh, because I think it was what was the last one Beyond Souls Beyond Soul, Two Souls Two Souls was so flagrantly fucking bad mm-hmm. that I was just like no fuck this I'm done I'm done you you, you got me in with Heavy Rain you fucking lost me mm-hmm. on Two Souls right I think Beyond Two Souls probably had one of the coolest like uh gameplay uh mechanics with, with her i forget what it was like her telekinesis or whatever her mind her ghost pal- friend was ghost it, friend well it like ashton or aster or whatever the fuck his name I forget. is it was her brother or some shit but like i thought that was really cool <clears throat> the storytelling beat was kind of neat where it's like let's tell it out of order but it's just some of the sequences that you were in it's just like this is ridiculous this I, makes no sense. You've given it too much. You've yeah. given it way too much. Too much. Yeah, okay, too sorry, much sorry. It's fucking, no, 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 no. No, we're not going to get the fucking Beyond Two Souls on a fucking 2019 podcast, all right? It's dead. It's gone. We don't talk about it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's That's buried. Right. Okay. It's buried. It's also on PC these days. Anyway, mm-hmm. yeah, no longer an exclusive. I think it's actually on, yeah, Epic Game Store. It is. Nice. It is. Because it's, it's just epic fun. And nobody protested that? Nobody knew. Mm. <laughs> nobody, nobody had credence to. <laughs> They're right. like, you deserve this. <laughs> so, let's talk about this last event. game. The Outer Worlds. Not to be confused with the Outer Wilds, or the Outer Limits, or the Outsiders, mm. or 
Uh, what else is out in it? Outback Steakhouse. Not to be confused with the blooming onion. I mean, it is like it is like a blooming onion of video games. Though. Oh, I'm hungry now, dude. Yeah. Anyway, this game, in a word, fantastic. I really like this fucking game, but I want to talk to you more because I know I'll dive into it. But I want to mm-hmm. hear from you. What's working for you? What's not working? What is what is the fucking outer world? I mean, in a word, uh, it's kind of mesmerizing. Wow. As somebody who is not like big on RPGs, like uh, David has... Cage mesmerizing, no, or, like no, actual not, mesmerizing, not that mesmerizing, or Bethesda's business choices mesmerizing. <laughs> Those are dumbfounding, completely different <laughs> verbiage there, flabbergasting. Yeah, really. <laughs> yeah. I know somebody who like I like my RPGs, but I don't overdose on them. Like I take them in small doses. Like I'll play my JRPGs here and there, and like every once in a while I'll pick up like a Fallout or a Skyrim. But like sure. I, it's not what I go to for you know my gameplay experiences. I like more kind of of reeled in stuff more action oriented things condensed stories condensed stories yeah Yeah. like not necessarily stuff on rails but stuff that's more like reined in more refined outer worlds is really fucking cool though yeah um i i think i i'm gonna praise it on a lot of fronts i will first say the gameplay it's only kind of a step up from fallout but like the guns have a real good feel to it the combat like better feedback it's got a crunch there's a little more variation to what you can do it's not exactly where i want it for the combat especially coming off of borderlands which i think like you know it it has good first person shooting Mm -hmm. and i kind of wish that was in there but this game like it 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 grew on me like at first i was like "Ooh, this feels a little weird and then i was like you know what no it's fine i think the meleeing still feels very like bethesda but like the guns have a good like Good feedback. They have a good feel to them. Oh, I like big, the- big difference. When you fucking smack somebody with melee, they actually, like, <laughs> go backwards and go, like, what the hell? And or, like, you can shoot at when them. you hack somebody with a gun, they, like, fucking splinter into five different pieces. It's like, really... you're actually okay. hacking people apart. So the combat does feel better, and yeah. actually the movement in the game feels yeah. way better, right? Like, you can dodge. Like, you can do a double dodge in cool. one direction. Yeah. You could leap over things. My thing is, like, coming off of Borderlands, like, I want a power slide. I want yeah. to be able to vault. That's not, that, that, that's not this game, yeah. right? But I do like that you can sprint, and there's no, like, stamina holding you back um their version of vats like is in it too okay it is definitely like just slowing down time yeah. and you still control right like you don't have like the the role of the dice selecting body exactly parts yeah thing. you can still move it's very slow by comparison though yeah it, and you get the point where you can see critical hit points on the enemies i i really like how they do the slow the slow-mo yeah. and then explain it as a part of the story where yeah. it's like you've been in cryostasis so yeah you can see in slow motion sometimes whereas like vats like there was legitimately no canonical no. reason for why that was a thing but Not here at it's all. cool i know? like that they work it in i i do i i think the most brilliant piece of this game and it's something that obsidian has always been good at mm-hmm. and it's the reason why people love new mm-hmm. vegas and why they love uh knights of the old republic part two mm-hmm. their writing is fucking great and i think this is where we're going to praise it the most the writing's so good it's phenomenal the the the, the characters you meet so interesting right mm-hmm. off the bat the voice acting pitch perfect mm-hmm. the choices the choices are not binary bullshit there mm-hmm. isn't an obvious good or lesser good mm-hmm. and then bad and very bad like fallout you, 4 did right yeah or even if you make a binary choice like there are still repercussions and you make more choices as a result of it that can kind of turn it a different way. Choices are simply choices yeah. and your only moral compass is the one in your body, mm-hmm. not the one that the game is arbitrarily forcing upon you. And and much like any Bethesda game, I do like how the characters react to you and your imprint on the world. Mm-hmm. Like, it's really neat to see a cause and effect there. It really, really is. Like, mm-hmm. it very early on, like, we both faced the same choice and mm-hmm. was hard Mm -hmm. because it was like there's no right direction to go for this i can fuck over this corporation Mm -hmm. uh but in turn fucking up all of the denizens of the town Mm -hmm. that like you know are are just innocent suffering versus helping out these deserters right who left that town who left a better life 
And it's like, well, if I help them, they're just going to dry out and kill this town, basically. Mm. And it's like, oh, my God, this is a tough choice because, like, you have to have your own kind of, like, moral standing and say what's right, what's Mm. not. And the way that you can play your character is so cool because you could just be like, I don't give a fuck. I'm just here for a mission. Or you can be like, hey, I'm trying to help you. I'm actually Mm. interested. Or I'm going to lie to you. (laughs) Like, stuff like that. You get these cool choices that are not just binaries. Yeah. I mean, which has always been the cool thing about, like, Fallout games or Fable even. Like, you can play it however you want. You can be chaotic good, chaotic neutral. Mm -hmm. You can be lawful, whatever. And, like, I really like the, the... never-ending pool of choices that you have that changes yourself. and things that dramatically change the gameplay like you you get companions in the game mm. right shout out to bavardi oh bavardi is great bavardi is a honey and she is endearing as well voiced by ashley birch i don't know if that's it is no she's voiced by yeah yeah she's actually no, you no. haven't heard it you've been with her for like five i believe hours. you i believe you whatever okay. whatever she she's very good at changing her voice all but right she is super endearing to have in your party as a first like yeah. companion and like to see your decisions reflected in her and exactly like, see the world through her lens and have her interact with you and actually yeah. say like hey here's what i think about a choice you're making it was crazy it made me think hard about what i was going to do because i go to you and i was like hey man like i don't know that i trust this corporation i want to fuck them over and you're like but wait you don't know what this other person is in in full you don't know what they're doing there's actually something sinister to what they've been doing so when you make that big choice like she kind of steps back she's like hey here's what happened to me? Here's my experience with this town. You're going to hurt a lot of people by doing this. Yeah. And it's it's it makes you be very introspective in the moment and a bit more methodical. Makes you think, right? Mm-hmm. Like you're not just this playing like a god game where it's like, fuck it. I don't care what happens. Yeah. I'm going to do what I want. It's like, no, these characters have a stake in the world around you. And that's mm-hmm. why it makes it feel richer. It gives it depth, mm-hmm. you know? They're not just like, okay, I'm just going to stand by and then, like, say, I didn't like that, yeah. you know, like in Fallout 4, like right? Like, everyone that, that dislikes that. stupid, right? But I think it's because <clears throat> it's a more reeled-in experience. It's not really being bent on being this massive open world, like, right. you know, so NPCs they, everywhere. They can rein in the systems. I mean, like, you can do stuff where you can say, hey, I don't need you in my party. Mm. And you could you could dismiss her. You yeah. can say, hey, don't come with me. Well, there's actually a whole menu for, like, companion stuff. Like, right. you know, putting on equipment for them or certain commands or, like, building their perks. And right. it's so customizable. But you legit could tell her, go away, and yeah. she is gone from the story, dude. Mm-hmm. That can happen. This game is so interesting. Yeah. Of like, You can kill any character, by the way. Yeah. I haven't tried to. I accidentally killed, like, a quest giver. Yeah, you did, didn't you? Yeah, you did. <laughs> well, because I was still learning the controls, and I accidentally, like, fucking hit him with my knife. And I'm like, oh, well, now you're basically hostile. Yeah, I've learned, like, get your finger off the trigger mm-hmm. when you're walking around. Because it doesn't do the, like, oh, you you put away your gun or anything. Which is, it's such a <laughs> jarring thing. Like, I'm going to have a serious conversation yeah. with a fucking, like, quest giver, and I still have my fucking rifle out. And I'm like, put it away. I wish you could put it away, yeah. but the game is just like, nah, man, yeah. we're going to put you on your toes, son. Yeah, there there are, I do have some quality of life problems with the game. Mm-hmm. One, the UI is cumbersome. It's not great. Mm-hmm. And it's very, very difficult to read. Even subtitles yeah. are too tiny, dude. Yeah, especially with where we're at in terms of accessibility features. Like, give us the option to change the text size right. a little bit. Borderlands yeah. lets you do it. Borderlands mm-hmm. is like, hey, you can make the gigantic subtitles. In yeah. this game, no choice. And it's, it's tiny? Uh, yeah. Come on. They need to patch that. I, I would say right for away. a game that's has you in your menus a lot <clears throat> in terms of, mm-hmm. like, you know, managing your weapons or doing mods or, like, perks or any of this shit, like... 
it could be a little cleaner and also the map sucks the map is one of the slowest fucking maps i've ever seen why can't i what the fuck the the cursor is like moving so slow i don't understand why was that an active choice did somebody forget did somebody like whoever made the ui were they not paid enough like Mm. what what happened here (laughs) you know i i think those are the things that remind you that this game is technically a double a game yeah it's not a triple a backed game right and this game was definitely made before Mm. microsoft bought out the studio yeah so it's not funded by them yeah this will be like the last ps4 obsidian game we see or playstation uh obsidian game which is the saddest thing that i've ever heard in my life (laughs) right because like obsidian is they are a Mm -hmm. they're a force they're a talented force for sure i mean you could see it here you could see the ghosts of all their other games in this yeah it is gorgeous i mean you can tell this is the fallout game they they've always wanted to make right yeah it's it's everything that like i they've been hailed for and granted i haven't played new vegas i haven't played coder i haven't played any of those but like the writing's all there the charms there it's funny it's gorgeous like the quests actually feel meaningful so good it's it's very good like there's something about it too like i don't necessarily know why i'm on this planet i don't know what i'm doing but like beyond that opening moment of like you know you being catapulted into space and landing on a planet like the moments to moment stuff is just so gripping and i just i like i've been thinking about it all day like i can't wait to play more of it (laughs) it's such a subversive cool game and i love the anti-corporate like kind of shtick going on here Mm -hmm. because the whole thing is that corporations basically have divvied up the galaxy Mm -hmm. right the idea is that we live in an alternate history very fallout like where yeah. where um it, the year's like 2300 i think something williams the president williams didn't get killed and therefore theodore yeah. roosevelt never came into power and then he never signed legislature that like broke up how much power corporations mm. can have so in this world <laughs> like the entire world like everything is run by corporations mm-hmm. and they all roll up into one gigantic like megacorp and they rule everyone's life they consider people property it right permeates everything to where like there is a side <clears> quest <throat> with a character who like commits suicide and it's a crime like they see it as a crime because that's yeah. company property yep and there's a whole like a whole dialogue and side quest with her where i'm like holy shit like this is really deep <laughs> it's fucking they, the themes <laughs> Yeah, they talk about reusing, like, corpses at one point, mm-hmm. and they're just like, that's such a genius idea. Using property way past its expiration date. To keep more it's property. amazing. And it's just like, oh, my God. Or even the whole idea behind, like, spacer's choice, you know? Like, <laughs> we can only use these company products, and you're not allowed to use other things. Like, there's a character that almost, like, got, um, what's the word, like outcasted for using like a non-company item oh that's a big thing too like they go like hey you can't get any medical aid from like rival brands yeah. so like it's a crime to do that you will be ejected from yeah. the colony and it's like oh my god yeah the themes of like consumerism and capitalism are so fucking over and like so big business like every there are billboards everywhere i i love this game i cannot yeah. wait to go back into it and i find myself just wanting to talk to every Mm -hmm. single npc i can talk Mm -hmm. to because they're so interesting and i think too we talked about this before where you're like oh i'm actually like upgrading my dialogue choices more Mm -hmm. which is something i've always done because i like having nuances and dialogue but like it actually lends the experience like the more you you know uh upgrade your persuasion or your determination like you have more fleshed out conversations with characters and sometimes it leads to more quests honestly that's something that i never focused on in like fallout games because i found the dialogue always like dry like fallout 3 and especially 4 especially 4 i'm just like this dialogue sucks Mm -hmm. and i don't care so i'm not going to max out those skills Mm -hmm. in this game i'm immediately choosing that because i'm like no i want the more dynamic option i think it's because like you can't talk to every character very deeply like Mm. the conversations you're having with quest givers specifically it's very curated so it's going to be deeper it's going to be more thought out Mm -hmm. and i think that 
that makes it a more special game you know by, it does by standard it's a very special game uh, i gotta tell you and i'm very glad that i made you know if i had to have a choice between mm-hmm. like modern warfare and this fucking game mm-hmm. this is the game to go this mm-hmm. is the right choice so for you kids out there if you're wondering how to spend your money outer worlds is the way to go it's it's a great one i wish i would have gotten it physically but i'm glad to be playing it anyway because i can tell um there's a special experience to be there i wonder how it's going to stand in terms of like all the other game of the year contenders Mm. um but we shall see we shall see we gotta Um, get we gotta get further into it man but i um gotta explore the music man the music is so good and like you know how bethesda games do the loading screen of like oh we're gonna do a loading screen of like here's a gun or here's like a creature Mm -hmm. they do like advertising or like dissections of like creatures in the world because like they basically created a whole new universe of beings and animals and and bugs and it's like here we're gonna show you it and the illustrations for it are really really cool yeah, yeah, no, it, it's really got, like, every inch of this game is covered with, like, clever writing yeah. and clever design and just, like, really cool art direction. I fucking love this game. It definitely does have the Fallout skeleton, though. Like, you're still <clears> doing <throat> a lot of the same things, like lockpicking right. and their terminals, but, like, it doesn't feel as um, banal as it does in a Fallout game because it's, it's, like, you it's can true. override a lot of things. And it, I feel like this is, like, Obsidian has been sitting on that idea since New Vegas Probably. going, like, how do we improve what we did there, right? Mm-hmm. How, do we, how do we, like, make this better? And they... They did it. Mm-hmm. Like, they straight up did it, right? With all of their knowledge. And they just never got the opportunity. And that's the saddest thing because I want to live in a world where Obsidian got a chance to do kind of a single-player Fallout after 4, mm-hmm. you know? In, instead of what 76 is. Yeah. Like, I wish Obs- that, that's Like Obsidian's. that rumored, like, Fallout New Orleans game that was supposed to happen that never did. <laughs> but, you know, yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah. But you know what? Fallout 76 failed so that the Outer Worlds could succeed. <laughs> yeah oh my god this game like in yeah. all of the bad pr and anything it couldn't have picked a better time to come out and oh, juxtapose no. against what's happening with 76 for sure fuck man. i'm gonna be playing way more of this game i'm so into it dude i'm I, so into i'm it. very into it. and i yeah. like i didn't think i was going to be because like when it, people were talking about it and like i was talking about it like amongst you and chelsea and Vargi, i'm like yeah i'm not that stoked on it but like the more i thought about it and the more i saw from it and then hearing like people in the game sphere talk about it i'm like yeah it actually might be up my alley especially because it is a leaner experience it's not like an 80 hour 100 hour experience it's like 30 to 40 hours yeah it's so it's, it's a, a bit le- more yeah. trim you will you will land it man yeah you will land it and then yeah. like i've been hearing people going like yeah i actually like reviewers especially mm-hmm. saying like i want to go back and make all different choices because mm-hmm. i can because the game isn't like a forever odyssey i do like too it has different difficulties so like there are survivor element survival elements rather like you still have to worry about like weight encumbrance mm-hmm. and like you still have to like eat and sleep but it it leans into difficulties more. So I think there's like what supernova mode where you actually have to like rest every 24 hours or your character becomes fatigued. You have to eat. I don't want to do that. Yeah. So like they at least let it, I don't like survival. But that's the thing. They tiered into the difficulties. It's not like, okay, normal. You have to worry about all that shit from the get go. And I like that a little bit, you know? Yeah. It's there in a fashion. That's fair. So like you can tailor your experience to like how Mm -hmm. deep you want to go into it or not. Right. Like I'm fine with normal right now. Okay. Mm -hmm. Okay. Hopefully there's not a trophy laced to the other ones. There, there are. So there's a there's you. a normal, hard, and extra hard trophy, no. basically. Yeah. New game plus? No. What do you mean? I, I gotta restart the whole bitch and extra imagine, hard? I imagine, yeah. God damn these fucking developers. Who do they think they is? Who the fuck? But I, also, I don't know. You know, I don't bunch, know. Bunch of, bunch of criminals. <laughs> <laughs> they're worse than Todd out there. But they're in space, so it's lawless. <laughs> I think that's the, thing, the pull of it, too. I love outer yeah. space. 
And, like, to see, like, all the, like, celestial shit and the planets in the background, like, there's what looks like Saturn in the background of, like, the first yeah. planet you land on. I'm like, this is so... It's cool. So pretty. It's it's spacey. Yeah. It's, a, it's a spacey good time, yeah. man. It's a good-ass RPG. I, I... Way I more colorful than any fucking Fallout game, too. Yeah, especially New Vegas. New Vegas was, like, what, the same brown? Like, the entire game? Same thing with 4. Like, there are colorful areas, but it's that same drab palette, because everything's yeah. dead, but there's there's a liveliness that's the thing this you go to living worlds Mm -hmm. right and then just by nature it just makes it more interesting exactly right like i I get the whole vibe of like oh it's post-apocalypse but like that that gets to be tough after i mean they've been doing it for like decades now yeah yeah yeah. since fallout 3 man Mm -hmm. well oh well but outer worlds we recommend it outer wilds also recommend yeah detroit become human oh well yeah yeah play it uh, sure, yeah. sure, sure, sure. <laughs> I mean, it's past the point where you could still get it for free, but get it someday. Yeah, dude. All right, buddy. I think we got to land this uh, this episode of the save room. It mm-hmm. was a slobber knocker. Yeah, we're gonna land it like the shuttle landed on that one guy in Outer Worlds. Oh shit! Spoiler, guy. dude. <laughs> Fucking Captain Hawthorne. Yeah. Come on, man. You become the new Captain Hawthorne, basically. Yeah, or not. Uh by the way, guys, if you want to check us out on Twitter, you go ahead and tweet at us at save room show mm-hmm. you guys if you want to jump up in our menchies do it or if you know if uh me undies wants to dm us and talk about some sponsorship mm-hmm. opportunities i hope they're not in cahoots with bethesda because we've certainly certainly lost that privilege on yeah. this episode and uh as always remember the free hong kong <laughs> it's a good one we usually end with like hey remember to save your games but that is more topical very topical yeah you know i am man and if we don't see you guys before then have a good safe halloween and stay spooky Stay spooky and make sure you you take all the Reese's for yourself because that's the best one. Yeah, you're a Reese's hoarder. I don't like Snickers. No, not at all. Ugh, no. I, the one that gets me is like I don't like almond joys. I like almond joys. <laughs> well, you I'll give me you, all your almond. I will joys. give you all the almond joys. I'll give you, you all the Snickers. All take okay, all the Snickers. That's fair. Yeah, I like ice cream Snickers. Th- that's different though because you get a different consistency I know. with like all the flavors it's a whole different world right i get that <laughs> it's all different um i heard that um parents yeah. this year are worried about um kids getting like edibles in their their candy bags really yeah so nobody's give it to anybody shit out. give it to us yeah give it to give, us give us all your edibles but like nobody's gonna fucking give out that shit that shit ain't cheap yeah. come on <laughs> no not at all it's nah. expensive no one's gonna give the good shit out to the kids what are you doing yeah these fucking idiots walking up like walking phoenix joker dancing on their doorsteps and shit <laughs> you think i'm gonna give them my fucking my good my my good ganj no oh no like get out of here you don't live in a society you're a knucklehead <laughs> anyway good night guys <laughs> Well, I never. <laughs>